Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, ninety-seven point three. Ain't 
Wednesday, September 14. This is the City Breakfast Show. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. Many, many thanks for listening. My name is Nathan Crown. Living in for Bernard Avila. A wonderful Wednesday morning. Sounds of OJ. Starting us off. The cause is one Obinyawaye. Think you have, your place is bad, but somebody wishes they were in your shoes. So whatever it is you're going through, once you have life, there's always hope. There's always that opportunity to get back up and succeed. Great way to start our morning. Many many thanks for joining us. We are live on City ninety seven point three FM, broadcasting via citynewsroom.com to the ends of the world you can also join us by the number 0549-986-996 tweet us at city at city 973 hashtag city cbs it's always an honor having you with us so please join us we start off with our business sense And that's brought to us by ADB. Now, for those whose salary goes through ADB, there's the Payday Plus specially designed for you. You can access up to 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next net monthly salary. Something has come up. is a pressing need. You need to tackle it urgently. But the paycheck is not yet in. That's why the Payday Plus exists. If you are in this situation, you can call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284-197. ADB truly a Greek and more. And our business sense comes from John Maxwell, somebody who's written extensively and has a lot of knowledge on leadership. Now he says, a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. A leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. So if you're a leader, you should know the way, have the vision, have the plan. You should be prepared to walk the talk. So in that case, you are going the way. And then when you do that, you show the way. So experience. The fact that you've walked that path before, you're able to guide those you are leading down that same path. So that's who leaders That's who leaders are. Leaders know the way. They go the way and they show the way. Coming in from John Maxwell. That's our business sense for Wednesday morning, September 14, 2022. Up next is the newspaper review. This is the City Breakfast Show. Please stay with us. We'll be right back.
Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city 97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city 973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city 973. With the hashtag CityCBS. is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. This is the, the City Breakfast Show. This is the City Breakfast Show. Up next is the newspaper review. Brought to us by Kelkit Toothpaste. Flavored with strawberry. And the kids love it. Now it'll protect their gums, prevent cavity, make their teeth strong and healthy. And it'll give them freshness all day long. Recommended for children between 2 and 6 years old. And it's a product from Samara Company Limited. Is approved by the FDA. Kelkit's Happy Smile. Your car deserves the best. That's why you need to give it lots of Total Quads 9000 Future Zero W20 for that engine to be protected, cleaned as well. Now, you also increase your oil change interval and reduce your fuel consumption. Get to your nearest Total Service Station now and ensure that your car is well protected. Total Quads keep your engine younger for longer. And Fidelity Bank is bringing us the Sikaboom promo. These days, everybody needs extra cash. All you have to do is uh, deposit and maintain 300 CDs and multiples of it in your Fidelity account every month during the promo period to qualify. You can win about 100,000 CDs in the grand prize. And the promo runs until February 2023. Remember, T's and C's apply. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. Let me say good morning to Godfred Akotobuafo and Caleb Kuda. They are joining me for the newspaper review. Hello, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, good morning Nathan. Mason. Good morning. Yes, 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 yes. Are we good? Are we yeah, good? we are, are not we confused good? this morning. We so. mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're straight. Good, good. There's no confusion in my life this morning. <laughs> clarity. Yeah, I have clarity. 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 
Okay. <laughs> you have clarity. One, thing one thing I have clarity on is Aisha Juan will be in court today. Me, I'm trying to flee from my problems. There are many. Uh, Some people want to do me. Make sure you're not repatriated. They want to repatriate my money. No, make sure you're not repatriated <laughs> as you are fleeing from the, <laughs> the problems. We, we don't want to deport it. We just, we just want to repatriate it. Oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> whilst repatriating, let yes. me read the newspapers as I sit without an escort. Front page of the daily graphics. Yeah, front page of the daily graphic. Halt SIM cards blockage. Yes. Minority PPP. Edge Communications Ministry. Okay. Five die in Galamsey Pit. And I think today might be a good day to actually throw some mm. light back on the fight against Galamsey. Yeah. A lot seems to be happening. So uh, who knows if time will allow. Um, SEC Ioko won public against illegal financial companies. Mm-hmm. Now, Ghanaian Times says tobacco control stakeholders meeting 6,700 Ghanaians die annually from tobacco-related illnesses, mm. restore services to blocked SIM cards, minority to NCA, contractors demand estimated 2 million Ghana cities owe them by government. That's from the Ghanaian Times. Public of the Republic Press, President drops bombshell mm. on Aisha Huang's Mm. Deportation, they've put deportation in quotes. Mm. I pay my light bills. Mahama rubbishes excretion claims. Ghana Bar Association defends Godfred Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, CEO of Buffer Stock says Buffer Stock supplies have not been paid. Mm. Mm-hmm. Then portals on Accra Temamoto Way cause heavy traffic for commuters. Eh? Okay. Chronicle, Mahama, okay, so fact check, Mahama claim of deporting 5,000 Chinese illegal uh, minus false. GIS response to medical allowance promotion matters. Ekufuado Lords DACF, District Assembly Common Fund Administrator for Court Projects, FBN Bank, Ghana Statement on a Chronicle Story. SIM card blockade is a backward policy minority, says so. Now, the scripture for the day is taken from Proverbs 24, 28. Mm-hmm. Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause, and do not deceive with your lips. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. Amen. The Inquisitor has a big story that will worry 80% of the country. Mm. Eating fufu after 4 p.m. is dangerous. Hey! Dietitian. Tim, Tim. Anna said. Eating fufu after 4 p.m. Which way? Is dangerous. I will give you details <laughs> later in other stories. <laughs> ECG disconnects GBC again over debt. Panic over slippery Aisha Wang as she reappears in court today. And they have a story they are building up to. They say impending storm mm. at Ghana Tourist Authority. Mm. Right. The new crusading guy, Chinese nationals loot state lands, flout court injunction with impunity. Eastern Corridor, 45-kilometer Esikuma Haver Road to be completed in September 2023. Aisha Huang was neither deported nor repatriated prior to 2017. It comes with an exclamation mark. She had three different encounters with Ghana's law enforcement agencies between 2013 and 2016. That's the headline. The new crusading guide is serving us this morning. I said Jeramos. Daily guys from page. Mahama attacks Nana over Galamse. Mm. Uh, on the front page, just in 2023, uh, SP class Atachia over Malfisans. Photo of Atachia wearing white with his arms up 
I'm sure they took it for, at uh, different events. Yes, yes, yes. Um, SEC, Yoko Blacklist, 17 investment firms, that's also here. And 5,000 Chinese deportation claims false okay. uh, from uh, Kojo Opong and Chroma. Ghanaian publisher, Entitlement Saga, Mahama never been denied requests. It has the details. A good father, Lord's now touching for new courts and judges' accommodation. Aisha Huang goes to court today towards a health resilient community. Okay, this is a, uh, mm-hmm. a feature story. Yeah. The then area. the front page of the Herald sure. newspaper export promotion authority cuts additional loans to dubious entities. Mm. And that's from the Auditor General's report. Uh, a good father and others ignore counterparts warning against uh, what he called the biased judiciary and go after. Mahama, ex-minister of justice, as my writer, Brewer, Piao Pong, Spang's childish Godfred Dami, mm-hmm. says he's childish, emotional, clueless, and unprofessional. 86 commit suicide while 902 attempted to commit suicide in 2021. This is very concerning. 1,641 Chinese involved in illegal mining repatriated since 2009. 58 road projects ongoing in Volta region. 102.5 Kilometer completed, 694.73 kilometers ongoing. And healthcare bills killing retired soldiers. This is coming from the Association of Old Soldiers. The front page of the Daily Analyst says, Upon Kuma clarifies Akufado's comment on Aisha Wang, the SEC Yoko uh, ban on 17 companies mm-hmm. also here. And the president is assuring the whole country, he says, will overcome current economic challenges. Finally, the front page of the BNFT says, Aquaculture industry initiates move to revive job creation mm-hmm. as Chamber of Aquaculture Ghana launched exorbitant delivery charges killing small businesses. Charlie, it's true. It's true. Hmm. It's true. The delivery people. I can't buy something to this and then delivery starts. This is delivery. Anyway, <laughs> I'll give you that story. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. If you go online, uh, citynewsroom.com says, Aisha Huang was repatriated in 2018. Government insists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> EC on right path with abolishment of guarantor system. That's the MPP speaking. I've not received any ex-gratia. I pay for everything myself. Former President Mahama there. On the same registration, minority takes on comms ministry NCA over sanctions. And Mahama says about 5,000 Chinese galamseyers were deported when I was in government. Citybusinessnews.com says Ioko SEC caution public against doing business with these 17 unlicensed entities. And some of the papers also have that story. Yeah. NDPC promises to work with government to check food insecurity, unemployment rate, and GRA to prosecute business owners who fail to issue VAT invoices. If you go to myjoyonline.com, they um, say Aisha Huang to appear in court today. Uh, Aisha Huang to appear in court today. The president says, I'm not sure Aisha Huang was deported from Ghana. Hmm. Hmm. Ishmael Norman is saying, Kufado's comment on Aisha Huang's exit from Ghana smacks of mockery of security agencies and gets rid of characters neck deep in Galamse activities or forget it. James Agalga tells Kufu Ado and La Teshi Beach Road to be closed for bridge construction effective September 15. Mm. And if you go to the BBC's uh, news page, they say Queen's Coffin rests at Palace ahead of lying in state. So that's the update there and a few other stories. Accounts of Russian torture emerge in liberated Ukraine and she and uh, 
Putin to discuss Ukraine war at meeting. So those are some of the stories making the rounds. Let me take you to the front page of the Daily Graphic then and start with the SIM card blockage. The minority in Parliament and the Progressive People's Party have urged the Ministry of Communications and Digitalization and the National Communications Authority to stop blocking SIM cards that are yet to be re-registered. They described the blockage as arbitrary and against the fundamental human rights of the people. Mm. Addressing the press in Parliament yesterday, the minority leader, Haruna Idrisu, said the imposition of the punitive blockage curtailed the fundamental human rights of the people and deprive them of the need to use their mobile handsets in the event of emergencies. Quote, they are simply punishing Ghanaians over their own failures and inability to synchronize data between the National Identification Authority and mobile operators in Ghana. And this punishment is unjustified. This government is operating with the erroneous impression that Ghanaians and every person deserving the Ghana card has one. But this is simply not the case. So when you make it compelling, as if you have readily made the Ghana card available to every deserving Ghanaian and other persons who should register for purposes of SIM card access, that naivety is of the highest order. The minority leader expressed concern that instead of promoting the widespread use of communication services, there had been unnecessary requests for registration, registration and multiple registration of SIM cards for contrived reasons probably designed to discourage ownership and operation of SIMs for national identification purposes. Uh, we'll go into details uh, that one later on. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, on page 3 of the Ghanaian publisher, Aisha Huang goes to court today. And Huang, a.k.a. Aisha Huang, a businesswoman who has been arrested for engaging in illegal mining, will appear before an Accra circuit court tomorrow, which is today, to answer charges preferred against Aisha, who was deported in 2018 for allegedly engaging in illegal mining, is currently facing two fresh charges. She's been held on the charges of sale and purchase of minerals in Accra without license and engaging in illegal mining without license. At the last sitting, the court presided over by Samuel Bright could not take her plea because the court did not have a Chinese interpreter. She is expected to stand trial with three other accomplices, John Lin Huang, Huang Jie, and Huang Hong. Now, the three accomplices who were without legal representation had pleaded not guilty to the charges of engaging in a sale and purchase of minerals without a license. Hopefully, Aisha Huang will have a Chinese interpreter today mm. and we'll hear the yes. end. I'm surprised Godfrey hasn't signed up for that. Anyway, I'm not signing up. <laughs> <laughs> of the Republic Press, the issues dealing with uh, the president's interview in the Volta region yesterday it says uh, on the front page of the Republic Press that president drops bombshell mm-hmm. on Aisha Wang's deportation mm-hmm. by Samuel Frimpong says that as, con- as Ghana continues to count its losses following the arrest of Galamse, uh, Quimping or Kimping Aisha Wang, the president Fadu, has waded into the con- the conversation, offering a twist with claims that he's confused as to whether the Chinese woman was initially expelled from the nation as suggested by some government and security officials. Even before the president's statements, there were already some conflicting reports about the circumstances surrounding the re-arrest and supposed deportation of Aisha Huang. And um, the president's uh, widely circulated quotes are here. Now that is being clarified by the information minister. Well, yeah, if you go to citynewsroom.com, uh, the story says the government of Ghana insists that Aisha Wang was repatriated, not deported. She was repatriated under the name En Huang. And the question of the deportation or otherwise of the notorious Chinese illegal miner resurfaced after the president said in a media interview that he was not sure whether she fled 
or was actually deported. So mm-hmm. that's that. Now, official records available to City News indicate that Aisha Hwan's residence permit was revoked on December 19, 2018, and an Ethiopian airline ticket was procured for her departure. Now, Kojopon uh, Koma, who is information minister, was speaking on Eyewitness News, and he said, quote, the fact is she was repatriated from the Ghanaian jurisdiction. She found herself back in the Ghanaian jurisdiction. The security agencies did not go to bed. They arrested her, she's in custody, and she has not been granted bail. End quote. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, you have a couple of other changes. Yes, this one says, Chinese nationals loot state lands, flouts caught in uh, injunction with impunity. Story by Frank Amponsa. Information gathered by this paper, which is the New Crusading Guide, has indicated that some highly connected Chinese nationals who are operating companies in the country have virtually taken over cantonment lands around the AU village. These Chinese nationals have staged attacks on owners of the lands amid the use of armed land guards and thugs believed to be of Chinese origin who in a Rambo style harass and intimidate land owners. The gang is also said to have demolished constructed fence walls and structures on plots of lands belonging to their rightful owners. Information gathered is that the owners of the land of the said land situated around the AU village took possession of the land after the acquisition and exercised overt acts of ownership over the said piece of land by constructing fence wall. Interestingly, several land guards and thugs of Chinese origin invaded the plots of land with bulldozers and pulled down the fence walls and that were erected by their owners. Not only is illegal mining ongoing with impunity, land grabbing is happening. Well, staying with the, the Chinese team, the Daily Guide also says that the claim by the former president that 5,000 Chinese persons were deported are false. Uh, Formation Minister Kujopon Kumai, a data share from the Ghana Immigration Service, indicated that only 1,641 Chinese nationals were repatriated from Ghana between January 2009 and 2022. In 2009, Chinese nationals were deported as against 43, while the year 2011 recorded no repatriation. Mm. Well, if you go to citynewsroom.com on a, a similar story or the broader of security, a 42-year-old man who made the attempt to shoot the chief of Achim Kede, Osabe Maijai Tinedu II, um, has been fined 5,000 CDs. Now, this was after he appeared before the Kede Secret Court on Tuesday. The suspect, Osefo Sinkwejo, was arrested by the police for opening fire to drive out the chief and his entourage at a funeral ground last Saturday. The MC for Kwaibibrim said, Entribue Siaku was speaking to City News and he said, quote, he was taken to court and he was charged and fined for indiscriminately firing gunshots. There is another charge which the security service arrested him for. The chief himself has also leveled allegations against him, but he, he but he's yet to be charged for that. The investigation is still going on uh, for that criminal allegation by the chief. Let me and give you uh, details from the SEC and Yoko who are warning the public against uh, dealing with 17 illegal financial companies. you find that story on page 13 of the Daily Graphic. And um, the, uh, in a press release, they mention the errant entities as Patron Pay Ghana, mm-hmm. CD Network Ghana, mm-hmm. Bitcash Investment, Solmax Group, and Freedom Synergy. Mm-hmm. The rest are FX Cash Investment, Binomo Investment, High Pay, Quick N, Light N, Snap Finance, <laughs> Fawcett Wealth Investment, Opay Investment, 
pay me financial services, mm-hmm. passive income, okay. even enhancing deals, right. and alpha pay. Okay. So the general public, you are doing uh-huh. Let me take you to the Volta region. Something exciting is happening. 58-year-old projects ongoing in the Volta region. Story on page 8 of the Finder newspaper by Elvis Dako. The Volta region is benefiting from 58 road projects totaling 797.23 kilometers since 2017 when the Akufado government assumed office. So it starts with 102.5 kilometers completed. Nine of the projects total... 102.5 kilometers that has been completed. What is ongoing? 694.73 ongoing. We are told additional 156 kilometers are planned and uh, 306.35 kilometers of trunk roads are uh, being constructed in the region. 22 kilometers have been completed while 284.35 are ongoing. Elvis gives you a breakdown of urban roads, feeder roads, Esikuma harvest stretch. This road, this road, it goes on to tell you about the Hohoe to Jassikan stretch and the dualization of the 10-kilometer whole main road as well as the 696-kilometer eastern corridor road from Tema to Kulungugu, which is also um, ongoing. So these are updates from the present store of the region. Let me give you this big story on eating fufu. That you find in the Inquisitor. <laughs> a medical practitioner who specializes as a dietitian, Dr. Ibrahim Osman, mm-hmm. says it is dangerous to eat fufu after 4 p.m. Okay. According to Dr. Osman, fufu takes a long time to digest and therefore needs to be consumed earlier before bedtime. Speaking to Daichi Hinofusajima on TVXYZ, a program that my lawyer, my counselor, Dr. Osman, ordered that it is best to eat light food before going to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hey. It's worried, Caleb. Hey. Oh, I don't have issues. I don't eat late in the evening. But 86 commit suicide, while 902 attempted to commit suicide in 2021. Mm. Similarly, um, so similarly attempted. Okay, I think it starts from the front page. So let me just. Yes. Oh, it doesn't The story starts this way. Similarly, attempted suicides also rose to 902 as at the end of 2021. 777 uh, attempted suicides in 2020. This is 125 more than the 777 attempted suicides mm. recorded in 2020. Advertisements. 797 attempted suicides in 2018, uh-huh. 880 cases in 2019. Uh-huh. In 2018, suicide attempts in Ghana were 797 and rose to 880 in 2019 before dropping marginally to essentially the cases are going up. Okay. 86 commit suicide while 902. It's concerning. Mm. Something okay. must be done. Let me give you this story on delivery charges that are killing small yes, businesses. Yes, yes, yes. On yes. page two of the BNFT. And uh, the story says that a few years back, uh, just before the pandemic, uh, Hafsa Ibrahim, a sales executive of a small business which produces and packages black pepper sauce, plenty on Ashito, said she could get a delivery service at a cost of between 15 Ghana cities and 20 Ghana cities within Accra. But now prices have more than doubled, thereby, thereby affecting the flow of business. Now, the delivery companies are saying that, um, for instance, Apex Career Services, an interview with the BNFT said a number of factors, which include fuel cost, location, mm-hmm. and the road network are responsible for it. Because mm. there are a lot of factors that go into 
delivery charges. One is the fuel price and the location. A lot of roads in this country are not motorable, so it depends on the location. These motorbikes are machines, and if they do apply these roads, it comes at the expense of the delivery company. So we factor all that in when we are giving a price for delivery. Mm. See, contractors demand monies owed them by government. Story by Julius Yao Peteti, um, page 18 of the Ghanaian Times. The Joint Contractors Association has given the government a two-week ultimatum to pay monies owed its members or be on the lookout for series of actions to exact that from the government. They told a news conference in Accra yesterday that failure by the government to settle the monies owed them some as far back as 2017 has left them traumatized and frustrated. They are saying this is in excess of 2 million Ghana mm. cities, so more dying a banker. Okay, all right. Uh, that's how we wrap it up on the newspaper review. Thank you very much, Caleb. Thank you very much, Godfrey. Up next is the City Business News. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Time now for the City Business News, brought to us by Goyle. Goyle is announcing that you can now pay for your fuel purchases with Momo at their service stations. Visit their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages to find out more. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, dear. And the City Business News also brought to us by Enterprise. Enterprise is your advantage and MTN. Vivian Kailoko is here with the latest from the world of business. Good morning, Nathan. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? I like your smile. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll start with the SIM card registration, of course, because members of the public have lauded news of a halt and the temporary blocking of SIM cards of persons who are yet to register their SIM cards with the Ghana card. This comes after the National Communications Authority halted its earlier order to the telcos to sanction those yet to be re-registered with the same cards. Now, Ghanaians are, however, calling on various stakeholders to put the necessary measures in place to streamline the same re-registration process and the acquisition of the Ghana card to ensure a lot more people partake in the exercise. Michael Logbodu of the Business Dex has more. After it began implementing the sanctions last week, Monday, and blocking millions of people who hadn't registered their SIM cards with the Ghana card, the exercise is reported to have been halted after a meeting between the telcos and the National Communications Authority on Friday. City Business News gathers that there were challenges with the registration system after huge numbers rushed in to register their SIMs following the periodic interruption in the service of the defaulters. Many, including the e-commerce chamber, have expressed concern about the development, lamenting how it was affecting transactions with their customers. Another group, the People's Project, sued the National Communications Authority and the Attorney General over the move, asking the Supreme Court to declare the deadline for the re-registration and the associated punitive measures for non-registration null and void. It argues that the punitive measures are unconstitutional. But with the suspension of the earlier instituted month-long sanctions, 
What does the public make of this? I want to believe that the ministry noticed that it has not been good enough to the customers, the teaming customers. Because if only Ghana card is a requirement for registering your SIM card, and the Ghana card has a lot of issues that have not been addressed. And I also believe the court action against the ministry is also a factor for backtracking. The back and forth shows that the NCA itself is confused as to what to do. Now, to me, barring of the SIM cards would help. If it is up to the 31st of September and you've not registered, then you can block. But barring SIM cards, avoiding people me calls since they've not registered uh, i don't think it's a good thing so immediately the nca should sign them on let everybody make call but if at the end of the month nobody has done it or something done it they should take off the line simple i believe that the nca should stabilize a certain efficiencies in the whole processes of sim card registration if they are able to do that then we can possibly think about making progress but since that um, facilitation has not been done i think it is preemptive to terminate the same cars of network users i think it, it is it is not something that is workable it is something that should be thought through those were some Ghanaians sharing their thoughts on reports of a suspension of a directive to temporarily block some so persons yet to fully register their numbers. That report was filed by Michael Ogbodu. Now, the National Petroleum Authority, that's the NPA, says its decision to publish the list of defaulting oil marketing companies has already compelled some of them to take steps to settle their indebtedness. Over 40 OMCs have so far failed to make the required payment to the primary distribution distribution margin fund and have been given till September 30 to honor all the obligations or face further actions from the authority. Speaking to City Business News, the communications manager of the MPA, Mohammed Abdul Kudus, assured that his outfit will use all means to recover the funds from the defaulting companies. Currently, the structure with which we are supposed to do the collection would make it difficult to be able to zero this indebtedness with the OMCs because they are supposed to collect these margins at the point and then retire same after a certain period of time. So they have one month to pick and come and retire. So that can bring about that a possibility of an OMC getting indebted or not retiring what they have collected from the pump. Until we are able to do a proper segregation where at the point of collecting the money, the various margins are segregated into our respective accounts or individuals, it is going to be difficult to zero this particular level of indebtedness. But we're working around the clock, and that is why we are out there on the OMS. And obviously, the publication of their names is no mean a tax in this particular quest to get the money from them. It is not just going to end with the publication, but we could be prosecuting some and possibly publishing the names of their directors in the newspapers to be able to get them to come and pay their indebtedness. So we're not going to just stop at the publication. We'll be coming after them. And trust me, it has already started by it. Many of them are not happy with the publication and they've started coming to speak to the authority. And I believe that we'll be, we'll be getting a substantial positive results out of these um, measures that we've taken. 
Mohamed Abdul Kodos is uh, the communications manager of the National Petroleum Authority. Now, two days after petitioning the presidency to intervene on their predicament, the customers of defunct gold dealership company Men's Gold say they are highly hopeful that their locked-up funds will be paid them soon. Four years after the Securities and Exchange Commission shut down Men's Gold, the customers on September 12th, this year embarked on a march to the Jubilee House to impress on President Okufuado to facilitate the payment of their locked-up funds. Now, speaking to City Business News, the spokesperson for the aggrieved customers of Men's Gold, Fred Forson, said they are hopeful that they will receive their money before the end of the year. There is a high expectation among the customers that once the President has decided to come for our petition, it is the expectation of the customers that we will hear something good from the president. And so that's what we are all looking up to. Um, yesterday we were informed that the president is at a store in the Portal region. So our expectation that when he comes back and is giving the briefing and he himself uh, look at his things and his plan, it is our expectation that we will hear something favorable for you. Um, on the issue of timelines, because we have now initiated a sort of a conversation with them, um, we did not give any timelines, and it's our hope that that uh, rapport that we have created will continue, and we believe that going forward, we will see our ways we were very clear in our mind what we want from the president that he ordered he ordered that our money should be paid just as we bail out the customers of the affected bank. So that is our our highest hope that our money should be funded uh, to us the principal that we invested in the company will be paid to us. So we are all uh, patiently uh, looking up to the president for his way. That was the president of the aggrieved customers of... That's actually the spokesperson for the aggrieved customers of men's good, Fred Forsen. Meanwhile, the Securities and Exchange Commission has assured capital market operators, investors, and the general public of its commitment to collaborating with all relevant law enforcement agencies to ensure the rigorous enforcement of all the securities laws for operators in the capital market. The SEC believes this will promote an orderly growth and development of an efficient, fair and transparent securities market in which investors and the integrity of the market are protected. This comes after a joint statement by the SEC and the Economic and Organized Crime Office cautioning the public against doing business with some 17 entities purported to be providing investment products without license. It was revealed that these entities were found to be operating through online portals. Let's now join Gillian Ham of Data Bank for part five of the topic, 10 mistakes that could cost you your retirement. Today, we continue to look at common mistakes that are preventing Ghanaians from enjoying a comfortable retirement. Number one is failing to set a retirement goal with a numerical target. Number two is putting off saving for retirement until later. 
Number three is not having realistic expectations about retirement expenses. And number four is keeping all your money for retirement in a traditional savings account. Now we look at number five, which is combining your investments for retirement and other purposes in the same account. Many people keep one account for everything. Retirement, school fees, emergencies, vacation, you name it. But if you keep dipping into the same account to meet varied needs, you'll find your money may never grow at the pace you want it to, and you risk missing your retirement goal. After making the conscious effort to put money into a retirement account and let it grow, one of the biggest mistakes you could then make is withdrawing prematurely. Retirement funds should always be kept separate and in a place that's not easily accessible. Don't let the thought of retirement scare you. Retirement planning is easy with Data Bank. Let's face it together. Jalen Hamm of Data Bank. Well, that's it for the breakfast edition of City Business News brought to you by MTN Goyle and Enterprise Live, also powered by citybusinessnews.com. Log on to that website to get some more business news updates. The business team returns at 1 o'clock with some more news. My name is Vivian Kai Loco. Do have a good business day. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Up next is kickoff. The latest from the world of sport. Brought to us by Lecheho. Have you updated your records with Lecheho? Every morning I ask this question. Because if you don't, Charlie, you go chop hot. Because the Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions. You see any Lecheho branch near you? To update your records with your Ghana card to enable and save you faster and better. You can also send a WhatsApp message to 0574-065-958 or call 0302-208-333. Let's improve lives. 
after a hectic night of Champions League football that involved all kinds of interesting results and other things popping up. Benjamin Nketiah is here. It's time for kickoff. Let's get into the headlines. In the headlines, Mediamas David Duncan set sights on winning the Ghana Premier League. Bayern Munich pick Barcelona on day one, while Liverpool struggle to beat Ajax today. Manchester City take on Dortmund. Chelsea will be up against Red Bull Salzburg. In boxing, Anthony Joshua agrees to fight British rival and unified world champion Tyson Fury. Let's start off with some Ghana Premier League and head coach of Mediama Sporting Club, David Duncan, has set his sights on winning this season's best power Ghana Premier League. The Taka Bay's club have been close to winning the title twice, but were hindered by the Anas expose and the COVID-19 pandemic. Duncan says the club is looking to win their first ever title this season. There must be a time, you know, when these things happen. I mean, how many times haven't the likes of Adriana and those who consider to be perhaps um, underdogs, you know, won it? You know, and there definitely must be a time for medium as well, you know, as we go along. The only thing is that maybe a few disappointments, a few heartbreaks, you know, when we have been so close, but yet, you know, couldn't make it, you know. But maybe content with uh, two FA Cups, you know, which is for a young club like medium, I mean, I think it is quite appreciable. And we'll be looking forward to perhaps up, you know, our, our honours this time by adding the league trophy. We had Miriam Sporting Club head coach David Duncan speaking there. Still on the league, and the GFA prosecutor has charged Legon City's football club, an official of the club, uh, Kwabena Asenso Onina, and a player, Michael Ampedu. Now, the club failed to ensure the safety of mass officials on March Day 1 of the league against Miriam as a player of the club, Michael Ampedu, was seen physically assaulting the centre referee, Charles Bulu, by punching him in the mouth on the field of play. Again, the club was charged for failing to ensure the safety of match officials as officials of the club Sali Fuyaya and Kwabena Asensu Onina were seen verbally attacking match officials while on their way to the dressing room and also attempted to physically assault the referees and lastly the club has been charged after its supporters deflated the rear tires of a vehicle belonging to the center referee now both the club official and player have been individually charged on two counts of misconduct each and are expected to respond to the charges on or before today, September 14, 2022. So that's what's going on. Uh, let's get to the camp of Accra, Hearts of Folk and Hearts of Folk legend Mohamed Polo is optimistic his former club will perform better this season than they did in the last season. Now the club won the 2020-2021 Ghana Premier League campaign title but failed to defend their crown after finishing sixth last season. Hearts have begun the new season with defeat to Adriana Stars but Polo is confident the club will learn from their mistakes and perform better this season yeah i, I think it's a, it's a lesson learned uh, it's a learning process what happened to house of folk last year you know is, uh, they've learned it and i'm sure this time you know it's not going to happen they are going to you know develop and show that they, they are class because uh, they did a lot of recruitment and uh, I, I hope uh, they, they, they will live up to expectation 
So you heard Accra Heart of Folk legend Mohamed Polo speaking there. Let's now move on to some World Cup stuff. And on this episode of Today in Qatar, we focus on head coaches of Africa's representatives at the 2022 tournament. City Sports Evans Ofochu Manso takes a close look at the lead brains behind the qualified nations. Welcome to Today in Qatar. All the five African teams heading to the FIFA World Cup in Qatar will be led by a countryman. Ghana's Black Stars have 47-year-old German-born Ghanaian Otoado as head coach. Rigobert Song will lead the Indomitable Lions, whilst ex-Senegal skipper Aliou Sisse is in charge of reigning African champions, the Taranga Lions. 50-year-old Dalel Kadri, who is the oldest of the five African coaches, will lead the technical team of his native Tunisia. CAF Champions League winner with Wydad Athletic Club Wahid Regragi will manage the Atlas Lions of his country, Morocco, after replacing the sack Wahid Alihozic. Ado, Song, Regragi and Sisi presented their countries in multiple international competitions, including Afcons and World Cups. This is the first time all five African countries at the World Cup will be led by a non-foreign coach. So that's what's going on as far as today in Qatar is concerned. You had Evans of Fortuman, so off City Sports there. Let's now get to Europe. The UEFA Champions League is back. And let's recap yesterday's action. Victoria Pilsen, they were up against Internacional. Internacional winning that game by two goals to nil. One of the big shocks on the night. Sporting Lisbon beating Tottenham Hotspur by two goals to nil. And then there was Bayer Leverkusen also leaving it late to beat Atletico Madrid by two goals to nil. Bayern Munich were up against Barcelona in the crunch tie of the round. Bayern Munich also uh, came up with two big goals in the second half to win that particular tie. FC Porto were absolutely thrashed by Club Bruges of Belgium by four goals to nil. Ghanaian uh, international Kamal Soa was on target in that particular game. And then also at Anfield, it was Liverpool taking on Ajax Football Club. Liverpool uh, labored to beat Ajax by two goals to one. Ghana's Mohamed Kudus scoring in that game, meaning that he has scored in four successive matches for the first time in his career. There was also a game between Olympic Marseille and Eintracht Frankfurt. Eintracht Frankfurt traveling all the way to the, uh, Orange, the Orange Velodrome and beating Marseille by one goal to nil. Now today, the Shakhtar Donetsk also up against Celtic. AC Milan will be up against Dinamo Zagreb. There's Chelsea taking on Red Bull Salzburg. Let's get some reaction from Chelsea head coach Graham Potter speaking ahead of the big tie. Yeah, um, well, my, my experiences have, have just been as a supporter of uh, Champions League level. Obviously, I have my Europa League experience with, with Ostersund. So, uh, going to Galatasaray is a fantastic uh, occasion, winning there. Um, Palk as well, uh, getting through there. Uh, going through the, the, the Europa League um, groups was a fantastic experience, experience in European football. But you're right, this is a, an amazing evening for us, uh, for, for, for all of us. I think it's really, really exciting. We're super excited for it. Uh, at the same time, you can imagine we've been trying to prepare a team, we've been trying to focus on the game, uh, getting to know all the players, getting to know everyone at the, the training ground. But there's no denying it's, uh, we're, we're really looking forward to it. It's, uh, it's, it's a fantastic opportunity. 
We had Chelsea head coach Graham Potter speaking there. Let's get some player reaction. Jorginho, Brazilian international central midfielder for Chelsea, has also been speaking about uh, how he feels about new head coach Graham Potter. He believes that Potter will be successful at the club. I think uh, he's uh, a humble uh, coach, but with a really good way to work. And uh, I think he has this challenge. And I think he's, I believe that he's going to do it do very well because he has good ideas and uh, he has a group of players who is ready to, to try to do the best we can and, uh, and listen to what he will ask and I think it's a good combination for good results. So you had Jorginho playing for Chelsea Football Club. FC Copenhagen will be up against Sevilla Football Club. There's Juventus taking on Benfica. Maccabi Haifa will be up against Paris Saint-Germain. There's also Manchester City taking on Borussia Dortmund. Ellen Haaland returning to his home. And then there's Rangers taking on Napoli before Real Madrid will be up at the Santiago Bernabeu when they take on RB Leipzig. So that's what's going on in the UEFA Champions League. Let's finish off with some boxing and Anthony Joshua has accepted WBC champion Tyson Fury's terms for an all-British heavyweight fight on December 3rd. Now, the 32-year-old was sent an offer by Tim Fury suggesting a 60-40% per split to the champion and a December fight date. Now, the fight was agreed on Friday, but the announcement was delayed because of the death of the Queen last Thursday. Initial terms have been agreed, but Joshua is yet to sign a contract. So hopefully we'll see Joshua versus Fury happening in December. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lesheho, the small sport at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Breaking the rules, yeah, I'm in love. Bad man don't give up, game over. No apologies, I'm in love. I know I'm up to my feelings. Day and night, now you day my thinking. I don't paint your face for my ceiling. Make us spend on you for no reason or even. I wanna have you tonight. Wanna party, oh baby, let's go down. You know my loving feels right. Why you gonna do me, merry go round? Man, don't give up, give over. No apologies, I'm in love. Dinner for two, a center for you. You my champion, move like a winner would do. When I'm down, you come around and break up the mood. You be play, you be joke, but send me the news. We breaking the rules, you truly amused. Color outside of the lines, the perfect you. There's a reason in the rhyme we duck the suits. Mignon Bunny, I swear we'll lie you too. You know, honestly, you're so quality. Pulling in love with you, say no apology. Your humanity, you know that smile is expensive, a hundred jeans. I see that I we got it down my jeans. The world is yours, truly yours, do as you please. 
in two piece. No apologies, yeah, I'm in love. Breaking the rules, yeah, I'm in love. Bad man don't give up, give up. Uh, no apologies, I'm in love. Is it a heart you didn't need? I'm a donor. I'm a donor. Last level where we reach, game over. Game over. So in sync, Harley Quinn to my Joker. Quinn to my Joker. You already ready, know that. Break a break a one, two with the brick rules. Ain't nothing where I can do in a Drake mood. So far gonna be the soundtrack we relate to. Can't have my kick and eat it, so I will bake too. Ambition and T, I'm on a mission, you see. Game over, never heard of that, literally. Half a do I'm B.I.G., you know, little O.M.E. Definitely. Girl, I'm on it. Seven thirty-four. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. I don't paint your face for my ceiling. Make us spend on you for no reason or even. I wanna have you tonight. Wanna party, oh baby, let's go down. You know my love feels right. Why you can't do me, merry go round? Girl, I'm honest. I'm honest. Honest, honest. Sounds a manifest. Future Dekunle Gold. Call this one game over. The Medina to the World album. I think it's my personal favorite of the album. Dinner for two, a center for you. You my champ. A few birthday messages coming through. When I'm down, you come around and pick up the mood. You be playing. This one says, What a gratifying journey. Fourteenth September. Forty years ago you were born to illuminate this world. Family, friends, well wishes. You know, honestly. You have been the best decision of my life. I was happy fortieth birthday. To H. E. Mrs. Maureen Okwe from Ambassador Mike Okwe Jr. I want to wish my lovely husband and our hero, Mr. Dennis Oforiasari of ADB Esiakwa. Happy birthday. Breaking the rules, Coming from is it Renate or Renate? Ah, the latter of Oyasari of ADB Tema and the kids Denise Maria Ousuasari and Dennis uh, Jose. Is it Jose or Jose? I don't know which one he decided to choose. For Oyasari, happy birthday to my nephew Prince Abuajiasari. I wish you more of every good thing you wish yourself. God bless you. Coming from is it Shea or Shez from Olebu? And happy birthday too. One of the biggest heads in popular culture. Happy birthday to Kojo Sheldon. Says the head is big for a reason. Shells, happy birthday to you, man. This one says, Glorious birthday to Olivia Yom Sanid. You have been a solid pillar for the family. I wish you the very best of everything. Coming from your husband, Honorable Suleiman Sanid. And the children, Yelsom, Selly, and Wintima. Say, bad man, don't give up, give over. 
No va por los jeans, dame la And all the birthday messages and all the messages we'll read on the show brought to you by Creamy Plus. Creamy Plus is taking you back, back, back to the original creamy taste of evaporated milk. And it's a great compliment for your tea, coffee, Gary Soakins, Mashke, and all your cereals. And it has vegetable fat, so it's gentle on the stomach. That's good news for some of us. Creamy Plus is available in all God shops, batch in our total and other supermarkets in your neighborhood. For bulk purchase, please contact Less Farm Distributors at Medina Ritz Junction on 0501-682522 or Grace has found us at Akoko Photo Dan Suman on 0245-162-747. Is it a heart you didn't need? I'm a donor. Last level where we reach game over. So in sync, highly quinto my job. Now recruiting the right candidates is very crucial for every business. You need a provider. A service provider with the right mix of quality talent and matching capability. And Jobberman Ghana is that service provider. Now there's a li- limited they had a limited offer sometime in August. But look, you can call them on 02 or 0542-904650 and talk to them. Because they are a career development and 360 recruitment solutions company that offers online and hybrid recruitment, training, assessment, outsourcing, and many, many, many more. Visit their website, jobberman.com.gh. If you are looking for an easy life, a simple one and a convenient one, talk to Pokia, your virtual assistant from Star Assurance. Now, wherever you are, you can just chat with Pokia and then she'll sort you out in terms of your... Uh, motor insurance you can renew or purchase chat with her on 0242436160 or dial short code star 713 star 222 hash and enjoy a smooth and quick service star assurance is your solid partner
you know they're here. Can't shout smiles if you know they shout tears. Tell a low life that we under upper tears. You know be my mate still. They did dunk, yeah. But we know the lesson we just stuck back. New ammunition, we not hot style. Cause we get a vision. Bob styles every day we're transmitting. Young cash is clean, it's what channel here. On stage dodo, I don't need a panel here. It appears even puppeteers, not my fear. All my peers and chairs while the crowd cheers. I'm not going out so I blow on balls in my two so Seven forty-two. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Let's hear from you on the number zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. You the hold grudges. Let me find out. Zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. out. Mistakes have been made. Can we wipe out? Baby, don't leave. If you do, I go crazy now. The past is the past. Can you please press erase now? See you with another. What's well, this Monday? Now, pay- I'll talk of um, Aisha Huang. As you know, we were been talking about Aisha Huang and all, all but I think it lifts the lid on a bigger conversation on the legal mining. One of the newspapers this morning reported that a pit had collapsed or had caved in, killing five illegal miners or so. So the war against illegal mining, well, you don't know whether we are making progress or we are not making progress. We'll get into that in a second. But the fallout from the president's thoughts on Aisha Huang and whether she was deported, repatriated, sent away, all of that, yesterday caused a lot of talking. People were reacting. And so we caught up with the information minister, Kojo Ponkuma. He uh, described what the president said Well, I mean, the president was in the Volta region. So, you let's listen to the president first. Okay, let's listen to the president first. And then we'll get the reaction. Because what he said generated a lot of conversation, a lot of reaction either on social media, several places. People were reacting because, I mean, we had been wondering what exactly had gone on with Aisha Huang and all. So, here's the president speaking on Stone City FM in the Volta region on how all of this happened with Aisha, whether she was deported or not. So let's listen to the president first. It's now a subject of national discussion. Okay. Everywhere you go, this matter of Gallim said, we've at least achieved that purpose of heightening consciousness about it as an evil. When I came, nobody was talking about Gallim said. Since we came and focused on it, it is now the subject of discussions in homes and offices and meetings all across Ghana. So that's one very positive uh, development. Secondly, many of the measures that have been put in place are yielding fruit. The community mining schemes that are being established across the country systematically are being rolled out. The efforts there are to uh, keep uh, our waters clean have not succeeded in their entirety some measurable increase in, 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 in performance that is also taking place. Generally, you can see 
that, yes, there will be sensational cases. And the matter is not over. The Aisha Wang is now, is a sort of, uh, it's become a short form for everything to do with, with, especially, unfortunately, with the involvement of foreigners, especially Chinese, in these illicit and uh, dangerous acts in our country. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm persuaded that much of the work that is being done, and a lot of these things are going on without too much publicity, is gradually, gradually yielding results. Um, when you have a situation like this woman who was, I'm not still sure whether she was in fact deported or whether she fled the country the first time and has now come back, but whatever. Um, there still seems to be some uncertainty about it. But whichever way it is, she's become the sort of nickname mm -hmm. for all that the Galapse represents. And unfortunately, also for the involvement of Chinese nationals in Ghana mm -hmm. in this particular illicit trade. We have constantly to work at it. We need to have the cooperation of the courts. Until recently, until I came, the punishment for people caught was relatively light, a fine, and even if we're going to go to custodial sentences, it was relatively minimal. We've changed the law to stiffen the punishments for okay. people caught, for foreigners. I think it's now 20, 15, to, 15 to 25 years, depending on the severity of what it is. So we're also now going to test our judicial system to what extent it is going to be responsive, especially when somebody like her goes on to trial. But um, I'm persuaded that the fight is in the right place. It's not an easy fight. You can see that the last election, the concerted efforts that were the Galamsey community made to try and turn us out of office because of our fight. Hmm. Fortunately, the good people of Ghana decided otherwise. But it shows you the extent to which this fight is biting. The people made these desperate efforts to, to throw out the party they thought was spearheading the anti Galapse fight. Mm. It'll continue. It's not a fight that's going to be won in one night. It's not a fight that's going to be won in one day. Okay. It's a fight that has to be systematically maintained. And our will to do so cannot afford to slacken. I believe that that, for me, is what is important. And that is what I'm trying to make sure that we don't slacken in our fight, that we continue, we continue talking about it, we continue making it a subject of national discourse for everybody to recognize the harm and the danger that illegal mining poses to the health of our environment, to the health of our, of our landscape, to the health of our water bodies going down the road. So that was the president who was speaking on Stone City FM yesterday. You know, he's in the Volta region for a two-day tour. Mm. And so yesterday he was there, gave them the privilege of being interviewed. And, um, yeah. And following <laughs> the yeah. bit about... Well, he, he, it's strange that just as we were leaving uh, the studio, yes. uh, those quotes came out, you know. As to yeah. the whole Aisha Swati, and we have spent a large part of that morning talking about talking about Aisha Huang and what it meant and what it needed to be done, and the attempt to now clear up what had been.
public knowledge for the past four years that she had been deported. Now we are being told she was repatriated. And then the president's uh, statement seemed to sound as if there was confusion as to, even at his level, as to what exactly had happened, which is not... It became topical because people are like, why is the president confused? If there is anybody who should not be confused about what happened with that particular situation, it should not be the president. You know, but it turns out he was also kind of confused. Maybe because he was speaking off script or something, he wanted to say, he did not want to perhaps focus too heavily and rather talk about other things because he realized that he, he basically kind of put hair as a symbol of the larger Galamsey issue. Mm-hmm. But what he said was troublesome a bit. You know, well, not even a bit, it was really troublesome. Mm. That still no clarity. Whether she fled. Whether, yeah, and added that element. Because at, at no point had anybody even considered... She fleed. That she had the fled. of her security operators. Yeah, she had fled to this country. So... It was it was interesting for that to come, and I think later on the information minister tried to explain uh, or clarify what the president said. Is that what yes, happened? yes, yes. He he described it as a figure of speech, actually. Mm. Um, so you let, let's let's listen to mm. uh, Mr. Kojo Ponkuma. He's the information minister, giving us proper clarity as to what the president said on Stone City FM. For anybody who listens or hears only the press of the president answer to the question about deportation, that person may come across as surprised. But when you listen to the entire submission, then you get the context of what he was talking about. Um, he was asked a question about the deported woman who showed up here in Ghana. And in a figure of speech, he says, he's not too sure if it's a deportation. And I think that's where you see me lift my head. And then he goes on to say, or if she fled the jurisdiction, because then that would be voluntary. And voluntary has got to do with the repatriation part of it. And then he goes on to make the point, the substantive point, that one, she's been rearrested when she came back into the Ghanaian jurisdiction by the security agencies. And that's a point of commendation to the security agencies. Two, there's a commitment to ensure that she's prosecuted under a tougher legal regime, which would not, for, for want of a better expression, make nonsense of any legal processes um, at first which was the situation. So the second point is that he's going to be prosecuted under a tougher legal regime now, where if found guilty, um, she could go into the cooler for between 15 to 25 years under the new Act, Act 995. And okay. so I think there's clarity to what the president is talking about. You, you, you just admitted that, that you lifted your head. And in fact, many people are talking about what was that lifting of a head and eye-opening for? You were shocked, weren't you? Because I was, and many people are shocked. In my answer, I said, if you listen to just the first part of his answer, you will be shocked. But if you listen to the entire answer, because there are two alternatives. Is it a deportation or is it a repatriation? You know, for a while now, um, in the Ghanaian jurisdiction, even at the highest level, people have been confusing the two. But the two are technically different, even though they achieve the same objective. So you were not surprised at all hearing the president say what he said? No, I'm saying that if you listen to just the first part you will be surprised. No, you were in the studio. You listened to everything. I didn't. So I'm just asking you what your when genuine you reaction in the, uh, yes, your nonverbal communication was. Yeah, when you listen to the entire conversation and when he answered, you would notice that when he continued his answer, um, not only myself, but nobody else was shocked when he continued his own answer. 
when you listen to the full answer, then you have clarity that it's not so much about the debate between um, repatriation or deportation, but it is about the substantive point of her being exited out of the jurisdiction because the administration at the time was of the view that you were not going to get much out of the legal processes because of the sanctions under the law at the time, the Act 703. She would have just paid a fine or so. And so the administration took a decision at the time to exit her from the jurisdiction. Yes, initially... The, the, In fact, I'll, the, come back, I'll come back so you explain more the position of the government, why you took what decision that you took at the time. I mean, and I'm speaking to you because you are you happen to coincidentally be sitting in that chair. You could have sat in any other chair in that studio and you wouldn't have been behind the president when he was speaking. But for me, everybody who is speaking about this video says the shock on the Minister for Information is what makes it for them. And but so, that yes, so, so let me just be clear. So you are saying that at the time he said what he said, you, you were momentarily shocked. But when he clarified further, you are fine? I am saying that when you listen to the full answer, even though you may initially be startled, when you listen to the full answer... So were you initially startled? I'm saying that when you listen to the full answer, and I don't think we have to deliver the point, because what Ghanaians are interested in is, was she exited from the Ghanaian jurisdiction? Yes, she was exited from the Ghanaian jurisdiction. That's what Ghanaians are interested in. Secondly, um, when she came back, did the authorities go to bed? No, she was rearrested. She's now in custody. She has not even been granted bail. The law has also been changed to make it now a 15-year minimum offense for that same thing. There's commitment from the Attorney General and from the President to prosecute. And yesterday, the President threw a challenge to the bench that if the prosecution is successful, all of us will be looking to see that she gets the full sanctions under the law. I think for Ghanaians, the interest is, is our government committed to fighting Galamse? What is the evidence of this? And I think that that evidence is unfolding before us. Another interest for Ghanaians would be that the president of the land goes into a radio studio and is not sure of what happened in 2018 under his administration. That is shocking too. No, it's a figure of speech. The president knows what happened. He's, you know, he has clarity on it. There was a question that he was responding to. And it is that question that he responds to by saying that I'm not too sure if this is a deportation or this is, he didn't say repatriation, but what he meant by saying this voluntary fleeing is um, the other version of it, which is what actually happened uh, under the Ghana Immigration Service. You know, though we keep saying um, deportation in this country, deportation is a technical thing. Often when people are deported, it is uh, by compulsion, it's by the order of a court or by the minister for the interior. Uh, often, very often, these people are in handcuffs, are put on an aircraft, sometimes cuffed to the aircraft, handed over to the security agencies in the other country. Now, in this instance, you will find from the records that's available to, to the president and to all of us, you will find that the instrument that the Ghana Immigration Service used, what the Comptroller General used, was a repatriation notice or a repatriation order, in which case, then she will literally more or less um, once you serve that notice and is put aboard an aircraft, then she would have to exit into her own jurisdiction. Okay. I think that is the difference between the two. But I think at the bottom of it, Ghanaians are interested in, did she exit the jurisdiction? Because if she didn't, then it will be a very sinister uh, conversation that while we're told she had exited the jurisdiction, be it by deportation or, you know, she fled the jurisdiction, she was still here. That would be very interesting. And I think that's what people are interested in. If, and that must be settled. If the that president... Knows, that did not happen.
7.58. So that was the information minister, Kojo Ponkuma. He was speaking to Umari Sanda Amadu on Eyewitness News yesterday. So that's, so we have, <laughs> have clarity now. Do you have clarity? <laughs> the information minister said he was a figure of speech. Mm. Nathan Carl, you went to, <laughs> you, you are actually uh, somebody who teaches these things for a living. <laughs> Is that what happened? That, that one, when I was a figure of speech. Yes. Is that what you heard? No. If you were, if you were marking a script by one of your and students, that was and that was underlined as a figure. No, clearly, would you be marking no, it correct? No, the clearly that's what okay. I mean, that's. I'll leave it there. <laughs> but as ah, so you won't say anything. Done the case here. What else can we see? Okay, you, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. But look, send your comments. Kojo's job is hard. Send your comments. 0549 986 Good morning, Kojo. <laughs> you can tweet me. for perhaps his personification. Maybe it's alliteration, onomatopoeia. You know, I have Today is one of those mornings where you can appreciate the difficulty. <laughs> of Kojo for Kuma's job. Uh, I'm sure uh, he listens uh, to himself. <laughs> he was like, was like hey, wow, Charlie Mayebi. It's eight. It's time for tech and social media trends brought to us by Carbank. Now, Carbank is offering you a mortgage that can help you buy your home if you're a first time home uh, buyer. And even if you have an existing property, you can use it to secure an equity release. Just talk to Carbank 0800-500-500 or 0560-907-456. Send them an email, mortgage at carbank.net. Carbank for it together. And the segment is also brought to us by Vodafone. And Vodafone is saying that the Vodafone cash overdraft is here. No more insufficient balance. Just dial star 110 hash select option 5. Follow the prompts to opt in. And you can get yourself sorted. Now, this service is available to Vodafone Cash users only. Switch to Vodafone Cash now. Vodafone, further together. Mr. Cranton is here with the segment. Mr. Cranton, good morning. Nathan, <laughs> how do you do? How do you do? Hmm. 
Aisha one is trending. <laughs> you know why? You guys just spoke about it. Yes. Yesterday, yes. The president said in the media interview he was not sure whether she fled the country or she was actually deported. And um, we are seeing in our PR. The Minister of Information, uh, Kudrum Bonkruma, came back uh, later in the evening <laughs> to clarify. So it was a figure of speech. says, in fact, she was repatriated from the Ghana. Uh, Ghana. Um, she was not deported. So she's found herself back. But the security forces, they are not sleeping. They did their job. They arrested uh -huh. her. She's yes. in custody. She has not been granted bail. So we should pick them up for that. And stop saying she's deported. She was deported because she wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. Later, do you know Kuku Mohammed? Kuku Mohammed. Do you know Kuku Mohammed? <laughs> Who is Kuku? <laughs> hey! Kudus! Aha! Uh -huh. Starboy! Starboy is in the trends. Yesterday he scored for Ajax in their Champions League yep. game against Liverpool. That's his fifth and four, right? Yeah. Fifth, fifth goal, goal in four, four games. Across all competitions. For Ajax. Um, look, it was a bullet. Um, uh, Real Ferdinand. He said no keeper in the world could save that shot. It's a super, super goal for Mohamed Kudus and a super performance from him. Unfortunately, Ajax lost the Charlie, game. They couldn't hold on. Last minute, they lost uh, Joe Matip header. Um, do you believe in time travel? <laughs> wow, do I believe in time travel? No, do you know I'm asking that question? Why? Because yesterday, when the Kudus goal went in, mm -hmm. I'm sure you, you watched the game live, right? Uh, I missed the goal, but I, I tuned in not too long after that. You see, the ball hit the post before it ended. It yes, it hit the post. <laughs> so much power behind the shot. Yeah. Ah, so I was thinking at halftime. I was thinking, I was like, ah, but this goal. Ah. So when I was going to bed, I said I'll pray about it. Uh -huh. Yeah. So after praying, I was thinking to myself. Then it hits me. You see, when you pray, the Holy Spirit you reveal things uh -huh. to me. Ah, it hits me. I was like, ah. do you know Jimmy Cliff? Jimmy Cliff. Not Jimmy Cliff. Yes, the reggae yeah. um, artist. In 85, <laughs> he released a song called Hot Shot. Ah, uh, okay. I know that song. Uh -huh. So I was, thinking, I was like, ah, maybe the guy, he time traveled to 13 September 2022 and he saw this shot. Because, you see, there's no. That's a perfect inspiration for the goal. The okay. shot. Oh, you know that shot? Shot. Yeah. Bullet. Yes. Shot. Bullet. Rocket. Yeah, it's a hot shot. Yeah, I know that song. I know that song. No, I'm telling you. <laughs> Kuku Mohammed. Oh, you win the Ballon d'Or. Oh, I've said it here today. You win, yeah, the, you Ballon win the Ballon d'Or. On 14 September 2022 at 8.4 a.m. Kudus Mohammed will win the Ballon d'Or. Then it means that Ajax will have to do very, very well across oh, Europe. I'm not saying and he... I'm not saying you win the Ballon d'Or this year. Uh -huh. he one day, oh, one day, okay. He win after one day, there, yes, yeah. I'm telling you, okay. Barcelona and Lewandowski are also in the trends, yes. Um, yesterday they lost again. Mm -hmm. It's becoming well, Lewandowski wasn't really a lovely homecoming no, at all, at all. But it looks like the fixture between Bayern and Barcelona is becoming a template 16 2 in their last <laughs> four appearances. We are in favor of Bayern, in favor of Bayern. We should stop calling this thing a big game, it's not a big game. Yeah, yesterday Bayern won um, 2 0. But some people still say that band they, they look they look a little off. Yeah, what was the result? They won two 0 That's all. Some people say that Charlie, this team, some you know they've drawn their last three games in the Bundesliga. Yeah, but they beat Barcelona. Sixteen <laughs> <laughs> two. <laughs> I'm telling you, Charlie. Let me do some tech news and go. The total shareholders they voted to approve a deal with Elon Musk to buy the company. Uh, okay. Forty four billion. Uh, so what it means is that they are now going to force him. They've uh, unanimously mm. decided as a group to force him 
to buy the company in the court. So they are going I to see. push the court case and make sure that he purchases um, the company. $44 billion, that is $38 billion. Pounds. Um, yeah, hopefully for them it happens. Mm. We'll see how it goes. Daniel, thank you so, so much. That was Tech and Social Media Trends brought to us by Vodafone and Cowbank. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. And why should we vote at their elections when there is no place for we, you and me, in the secret society they call us minorities? Why should we trust in politicians? And why should we vote at their elections when there is no place for we, you and me, in the secret society they call us minorities? Them have them new plan I implement. And it's their new world order government. We're in such a predicament. They're gonna treat us all like shit again. Yeah. You know, to this there is no mystery. Still only those who have passed to see they will see. It's only 8.14. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. That's the text WhatsApp and Telegram number. I keep forgetting that. The text WhatsApp and Telegram number. Send us a tweet on at city nine seven three hashtag city CBS. Because I do use Telegram often. Never no, uh, no, not at all. Why? No. It's not. I, I have I have enough in my life to add more. <laughs> Caleb, do you use Telegram? Yes, I do. Ah, it okay. allows for bigger files uh-huh. and stuff like that. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Use that. okay. So yeah, you can send us a telegram message zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. Now GCB is saying that between now and October, between now and the end of October twenty twenty two, all customers whose accounts have been inactive for over two years can come and reactivate the account and get exciting rewards. If you reactivate with 100 CDs and above, you'll get a 50 CD reward at the end of the month. You can call 0302-681-531 or toll free on 0800-422-422 for more info. Set up your account or reactivate your account and link your Ghana card as well. GCB Bank PLC, your bank for life. Talk about linking Ghana cards. Selfline is asking whether or not you've registered your Selfline number. If not, Charlie, your device will just be there. It won't work. Now, Selfline has demarcated special registration points close to your community to help you register your MyFi's and routers. Remember, no registration, no service. Register your Selfline numbers today to avoid disconnection. Selfline better together. Yeah, some messages have come in on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. And then, okay, so a couple uh, says, "Good morning, Nathan. I'm speechless." And my jaw dropped about when the, these revelations were made from uh, the first gentleman of the land. Uh, we need Kojo Pongkoma to interpret what the president said in plain language. 
uh, it says by their fruit they shall be known. He's disappointed. And this one, Zali's doing says, since Nanado Dankwa Kufado became president, he has always claimed to be misled on issues or he's simply not aware. Those things are serious, as Alex Duane. Um, is Kojo Apon Kuma suggesting to us that the chairman of National Security Council doesn't know the difference between repatriation, deportation, and flight? Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a 2019 video of the president saying that on hindsight, Aisha Hwan's deportation was a mistake. Yofi uh, mm. from Jowulu. Abba Florence is just upset. She says, oh dear, what an irritating morning. Uh, Nathan Kojo and co-president Kufado has always had problems speaking extempore. Uh, examples are bound of the president being uh, incoherent and vague in his interviews. His strengths lie with, with a written and prepared speech. This is my candid uh, assessment and I hope he takes my feedback in good faith. This is mm. Benjamin. Okay. Uh, this one says it's very... Uh, okay. Uh, good morning, City. Uh, this one says, I would have believed the minister if I hadn't done critical thinking. Uh, there are a few points of view on this topic. Uh... I think that what the president said, what the minister's plan was meant, and what is actually the reality, and what or how Ghanaians are witnessing it. Uh, and he, Mustafa from Qatar. Mustafa, I don't even understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and then I fire from Akwetia says, a simple thing as either deported or repatriated. A whole president who is chief in command of our security is so confused about it. Uh, so what is, what in this con, uh, what in this country is the president in control of? Um, hey, Ghana. Is serious power. Our president is not sure Aisha Wang was deported or fled the country. So, if the president is saying this, what would the layman on the street say? Uh, the, the Michael Tete uh, is not very happy um, this morning. <laughs> we are laughing about this, but people are angry. Yes, and rightly so. And the reason why I'm not trying to say too much is yesterday I said a lot. Yeah. And I, I don't want to repeat myself on some of these things, but mm-hmm. then the president comes in with what he said. And we listen to everything, the four or five minutes. So as, uh, asked us to, we've listened. Because he says, if you don't listen to the full thing, you'll be yes. shocked. And genuinely, I mean, he no, doesn't... scandalizing. Yes. He, I, I can understand. He, he tried to explain the situation away, even his own look of shock and look people saw you. you you can't explain it away you know and he tried to move away from that and he's tried to change the narrative yes of that which is also good that we must focus on the prosecution, the prosecution. and the larger fight against galam say we'll get there but what they must also understand is that it's important that we should have had clarity on this matter mm. it, it cannot be that this is not a big issue you understand? This yeah. is a really minor issue. Simple one. But it has become this because of acts from and words used in 2019. Or 2019. Yeah. Okay, that is why we are where we are. So, when you say these things and then we get to the point where the Minister of Information now has to explain what the president said because and you see the reason why it's difficult for him to explain is the president was speaking as temple it's not a prepared speech we're all watching yes we you did. were sitting behind him that is why he was shocked by what the president said otherwise he would have seen it in the prepared speech yeah. that he perhaps would have vetted you understand so his shock comes with the fact that he did not know that president was going to say that so it becomes very difficult for him to come and then explain it away with figure of speech 
and what not. Do you think it was a Freudian slip or something? The president said what he said. Yeah. Because he was being... If, if, if I, I, I want to look at it this way, I'll say the president perhaps was being truthful. He was being himself. No, he was being truthful. And you know why I will go with the fact that he was why? being truthful? Why? why will you go with that? Because as of yesterday, we all did not have clarity. Well, yesterday, we asked the questions. Was, was she, she deported? deported repatriated? How did she get cards? There was a how new one, whether she fled. The, the president introduced the, the fleeing into the equation yesterday. That's interesting. But he became us yesterday. And mm. the reason why people are scandalized by it is because the president cannot be us. Yeah. He is the one supposed to clear the doubts that we had. So for him to sit there and then talk like us here mm. is what shocked people. I can afford to sit here and ask the questions. I don't know whether she fled, she was deported, she was repatriated. And what I, I find a bit disrespectful, and I'll use that word, when it comes to this, to is, I think there's a bit of a slight insult to the intelligence of the general public. And it must stop. Okay. Okay. This sudden need to interchange repatriation, deportation, the general public did not introduce Aisha Huang was deported. Aisha Huang was deported as an act that the state stood by. The state went through a process. There was the only process why, if we recall. The, yes. the state went to court to say, we are not going to pursue this. Post that, the state decided to remove Aisha Huang. The state at that point could not tell us that they did not know the difference between what we wanted to do. Did we want to deport her or repatriate her? No. So the state came back to us and said, we are following our nolly prosequi. We have decided that we are deporting her. That is what you told us. Now, they said the, the senior minister at the time is not a lawyer. So he used the word... The president is a, 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 is a lawyer the of is... global renown. Yes. He doesn't know what repatriation and deportation is. He would have dealt with it several times. He's a human rights lawyer. Repatriation and deportation is textbook for him. He would know. And that is why those who ask, so what briefing did he get then? Because yesterday I listened to Mr. Anabukujopongkun who kept saying, my briefing is that he was repatriated. When did that briefing get to him? Because the briefing for the past four years, as it has stood, was that she was deported. So, the briefing changed when? You see? And then suddenly it becomes, oh, you know, sometimes it's technical, uh, repatriation, deportation. We know it's technical. We've always known. Figure which is why when you told us that she was deported, we took your word for it. Which is why we were scandalized by the fact that somebody who has been deported, and if the person is properly deported, should not be able to come back here yeah, and so do the things he the did country. again. So, it is, so, if you had told us she was repatriated... Perhaps the shock of us knowing that she had come back would not be as great as knowing that she was deported and has found her way back. That is the issue people have. That is what people cannot conceptualize in their minds. That is the difficulty with the general public now. You told us she was deported. How did she come back? If you had told us four years ago she had been repatriated, we would have consumed it differently. But 24 hours later, you are now telling us, okay, change the entire narrative you've held for the past four years because your briefing, which for the past four years has stood. And you see, for me, the deportation thing, 
It's not hearsay mm-hmm. or something. I was there. I was in that hall. This was in 2019. 2019, Princeton University. I was sitting in the hall when these things were said. So, for me, it's not hearsay. The CTFM version of this story, I wrote it. From Princeton Hall. From Princeton University. I said, I wrote that story. So, to suddenly hear Osaf Mafu say, deported, defendant, the president... Uh, September 2019 in hindsight and then even go ahead based on that to push and that was the positive thing he did to push for a change in the law which now allows us to properly deal mm-hmm. with Aisha Huang as he alluded to in the full four minute interview that's fine but that was because he did not want a situation where the country would have to deport somebody based on that again now when we catch you we will jail you jail you but even if, and there was another part that worried me a bit. So, at the at the time, they said the laws would have meant that she, you know she would have paid a fine and walked away. So it made sense to deport her or repatriate her, whichever one they want to use now. It looks like we are now using it interchangeably. <laughs> Why was she the only one the state pursued and not the prosecutor? At the time then. Why? She wasn't the only person who was caught in that web around that time. There were a lot of Chinese people who were caught post then. Yeah. Nolly prosecutor for all of them. Is that what has been happening? You you get me? I, I, I get your point. So, the... We, we, we can look forward, yes. She's been arrested... She'll be prosecuted, whatnot. But we can also reflect on the utter chaos that has been left behind us by the inability to just be truthful. That is what this is about. And An inability to tell the truth. Godfrey, it has Very implications simple. for the young Ghanaians who are actually engaging in Galamse also. And for me, that's my biggest concern, that we are not able to have simple conversations, communications, whether or not she was deported deported or she was repatriated. Because a lot of the young people, young Ghanaians actually, who are engaged in Galamse in the rural areas, wherever Galamse is pervasive, they are doing this as a means of livelihood. And now we are telling them that we are going to bring some community mining, something, something else. And when you speak to most of them, they are telling you that it's not effective. So if they are engaging in Galamse at the peril of their lives for sustenance, just because they have to find something to eat, but we are saying that in the process it is destroying our water bodies, it is destroying our forests, then someone else comes in who has machines more superior to what they used to do their petty, artisanal, illegal mm-hmm. mining, and after we, we, we've said we've deported someone, we come back to say we have repatriated her, we are now going to jail her. I think that it will, the, the, the lapse in communications from the presidency and, and all the attempts to do damage control will embolden the people in the bushes, the people who are doing this in water bodies, because then at the end of the day, after we, we have these communication gaps. We give the people the impression that 
others who are coming from elsewhere come here and they do it and they get away with it. I don't know if you get my point. I, I, get, I get So the point. it has that implication also. So we, we will keenly be monitoring what will come out of the courts to see what will happen yeah, to today, today. Because it has huge implications for the fight against Galamsey. Yeah, which, really which um, Nathan, I think we will get into because I also think that it's important that, you know, the president made reference to progress. Yesterday, perhaps, maybe he didn't have um, enough time at the radio station. It was but, two days ago, actually. Yeah, uh, two days ago. I, I, I would have been so happy to get a lot more detail about the successes. Yes. You know, because he didn't... Ref- he spoke to them in very... He spoke about them in very general, general terms. terms. A bit vague. Yes. You know, but it would have been great if we, we could have gotten some more information from the president on the war against Galamsey because I think it's at a critical point. We've, we've For the past four or five years, this radio station has spent considerable resources, airtime, talking about illegal mining and how it is worrying us. And the state has also, you know, put considerable uh, 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 resources to it. So we need to know how it's doing. And I, I think it's only fair that today, Nathan, we spend a bit of time discussing, talking you know, about talking about... Illegal mining and perhaps what has happened post that. What is is it still as bad as yeah, it used to be? What, has progress been yeah, made? Yeah, what, what the state you of know, play? Is. What yeah, what the state of play is and how some of the things that have been put in play can be improved if there is indeed a situation. Because I get I commend um, Deputy Minister Duka Benito Usubio, the other one, even the Minerals Commission boss and his deputy have been on the road. Everybody is trying to engage the communities. Mm-hmm. Everybody is trying to talk to illegal miners, minor, uh, legal miners, trying to make some progress. Is it working? You know, we'll try and figure that out later. But as for the confusion there, Charlie. <laughs> Eight thirty one. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Let's hear from you zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. We'll go through a few more of your messages, but up next is your money. Your money is brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. Segment is on. Alright, Godfrey, do you have any interesting tips? Any nuggets to share with us financially? Any financial nuggets of wisdom? Well, I'm just, you know, it, I, I'm going with again a very basic one. You know, the other time I was trying to calculate how much money I spend on eating outside like lunch and stuff oh. yeah. and it's 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 a tip that we hear a lot but it makes a lot more sense now you know if if you can look 
And it's something you do a lot these days. <laughs> Pack food from home. Yeah. You know. Because a lot of people cook for the long haul. The long haul, that's at home. True. So it's not like you're cooking fresh every day. But you cook for the long haul. So, you know, pack your own food. And then, you know, because buying lunch or some other... Yeah, yeah you might, it might seem harmless. You know, especially when the place you are eating is... Like, you can just walk mm-hmm. from here to that joint. But, Godfrey, how does Nathan do it these days? I mean, you know... We are not discussing. We are only uh, discussing the principle. Uh, pack lunch. So show us the way. You said leaders go okay. their way, show their way, it's do okay. their it's way. Okay. So we let's try, 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 and, try and every once in a while bring, take food with you. Yes. From uh, just, just take food yeah. with you. I'll it see helps. you after this. Uh, don't come and see me. I don't, I don't have anything to tell you. Now somebody brought you by CBG. CBG will stand with you. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Slack, worry about all the things that they lack. Young, gifted, and black. Gift the gap and I rap. I suppose I should clap. Give thanks and give dap. Put my son on my lap. Around a victory lap. Opportunity knocks, but we too deaf to hear. Put to death our fears. Bring to life our dreams. We out here. We don't adhere to regular rules. Our mama's fasting and brain for our circular fools. With some reckless dudes. Lost for shoes and shoes. New chucks custom made of such golden stews. Mysterious life. Nuts and Jews shared no clues. Curious knife. Stabbed us. Now we bleed and bruise. Confusing wants with needs. What I want to need. A house in Trasaco, a villa, and I down with jet skis. Just setting in the minutes, 30 seconds, and I reckon no question. Make every first I get the best impression. To just suppose I juxtapose. Me now with me when I was 16 years old. Innocence lost in less than 15 years though. I'm the so they can't extinguish my flow I overpowered all these cowards Them no good fit, them need you too I know I don't have to pound them Need for food Menor chat when he chat So I save the suit No shortcuts to heaven as he is So it's true I brought you now and they want to I said, I'm going to be in the now So, so And so say one can't My entire day so die I'm going to and from a de who but they are when you and sir and yet man so and send a did you can manifest a dance any mafu to it was a pen never wow no shortcut to heaven quentia be anywhere be a memo this I will bring Womoja will bring Womoja this I will bring Womoja no shortcut to heaven. Quentin be anywhere, be a memo. This 
37. Down, I'm still listening to the City Breakfast Show. There's a message on 0549-986-996. How well are we doing? The war against illegal mining. You know, we are talking about Aisha Huang. Yes, we are, we are zeroing in on that, or we have zeroed in on that in the last few days. But when you think about that in relation to the war against illegal mining, how well do you think we are doing as a country? Are we succeeding? Are we making tiny progress? Are there little, little wins to be happy about? Let's hear from you. Share your thoughts with us on 0549-986-996. But as part of our network expansion, for efficient customer engagement, Toyota Ghana Company Limited has opened a new branch called the Legon Branch. The new Legon Branch is located at the Gimpa Legon Bypass. Near at Boba Junction Shell off the Hatchwell Atomic Road. Now they are open Monday to Friday, 8 to 5 p.m. And Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Now what happens there? Well, general is a general service workshop, body and pin workshop, spare part sales, a new vehicle delivery center. For more info, call 0302738360 or 0302257163. Toyota Superior Quality. Now the ECG is informing customers and all stakeholders that following the implementation of the PURC approved tariff effective September 1 now they've noticed that some of their prepaid meters BOT, Alpha, eCash are not responding accurately to power purchase by customers now, as indicated before the implementation, the, these teething challenges have to do with the date functionality drifts in these prepaid meters. Now, the ECG is informing all customers and stakeholders that the technical challenge has been identified and corrected accordingly. However, customers whose prepaid meters run into negative balances after purchasing electricity should please know that our technicians are making frantic efforts to visit your premises to remedy the situation by reprogramming the meters to ensure the refund of your credit and restore power supply. Now, they, are, they say they are help desks in all district offices are working throughout the week, including weekends, to address all the challenges. ECG is apologizing. ECG help or help ECG to serve you better. What about that project? What about rent and fees? If you're a government worker whose salary is paid by the controller and accountant general's department, speak to First Atlantic Bank. We've got the payroll loan that can give you access to about 150,000 CDs to sort out those pressing needs. We're no longer visiting any First Atlantic Bank branch near you today or Dial star four four two star three zero hash to apply and enjoy the lowest rates. T's and C's apply. First Atlantic Bank, refreshingly different. No shortcuts to heaven, as Jesus is true. No shortcut to heaven. Quentia be anywhere, be a himemo. Oh, this I will bring you more. 
Still listening to the CT Breakfast Show. So yeah, you know all this chat about Aisha and and look, and I completely agree with with you, Godfrey, on the response that's come from from government. This response, dear, nah, 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 nah. And I think it, it what it does, it, I think it rather opens up the Pandora's box. This one it blows the lid off and it helps us look into it and ask more and more and more questions. Questions that did not have been yeah. asked if deported, repatriated, simple. It's just those two words that have caused this deported, <laughs> repatriated. And then the lack of a will to punish to Aisha pa- Juan. Yeah. Even if it was a fine, fine here and then deported. But, but see, the, let the let the law work. Work, yeah. They sought to compromise, and four years—that little compromise of four years ago. Look at all this. Who who would have asked a sitting president to comment on something like this four years ago? For what? I if things had been done. Yeah, yeah random. I mean, random criminal arrested, deported, fined, deported from Ghana. It happens every day. It happens every day. They might not all be Chinese. They come from us, but this is it's regular. So who is going to ask the president about this? It's become an issue because it's just been a long line of inconsistency. Okay, so I'm just saying, look, they should just clean this up. They should clarify it properly because the the stories they are telling us we are not buying. You know, we will still ask those questions. My questions for the NIA still hold from yesterday on how she got the February non-citizens ID card you know because there are bigger questions there if they don't explain that we'll, I'll ask that question every day until they answer it you see, because the same way we did not ask questions four years ago in three years time this question I'm asking might become an issue might become an issue because the, it, it will, a scenario will emerge where we'll ask our question the same question again how did A, B, C, D get a non-citizen's ID card when the person should not be able to if the processes work. It's a, it's a very simple question. So they should just clarify that. It's not, it's not a big deal. Clarify it and then we move on. But be truthful about it. Because it, it, as we have shown, uh, these things have a way of catching oh, up. Oh yeah, they, they will come back. Yeah, but for me, like I said, it's also a good time to get back to the work against Ghana. So you know, the Ghana Water Company, for instance, yes, have... If, if there is one state agency that is really, really, really struggling with the Galam Sea. Oh, it's Ghana Water. It's Ghana Water. Cost of production has gone up. They're not producing as much as they used to. The wasted water is more. Quality of water. The issues are many. Oh, yeah, this week. This week, did I, did I not read the story? Stanley Matt, I think it was in Kofredua. Mm. It was saying that, like you mentioned, the cost of production is gone up because they need to spend more to mm. clean the water. Do you, do you know we are rationing water? Did you know? I won't be surprised. We are. 
They are rationing water for now. You can call Salimata and ask him. They are rationing water. I heard him yesterday on another radio station. They are rationing water for whatever reason. That tells you what you need to know. So, farmers are struggling. Cocoa farmers. Recently, we've heard the you know the the EU has plans of putting in place legislation that is going to make it very difficult for us to sell our cocoa in the European market if it is approved. That means that we need to do our homework well because we don't process enough of our cocoa. If we were processing enough of our cocoa, it wouldn't be too much of an issue that the EU is deciding to raise the standards of uh, of, of checks for the cocoa beans that its, uh, mm-hmm. its members procure. But because we don't produce enough here, we do need that particular market. And now that they are saying that there are too many traits of chemicals in some of the beans that are being procured. And so they are putting in place different standards. And we need to fit those standards if we want to sell the cocoa. So the cocoa farmers are struggling. Farmlands are being lost. Forests are going away. So all, all this in the middle of a war against Galamsey where a lot of things have been put in place. Like I said, the law has been changed mm-hmm. to deal with illegal mining and its activities. Uh, spent money buying buying or, drones, drones uh, refitting boats, yeah. the army, security services have been uh, retooled. Uh, retooled. Uh, alternative livelihood plans have been put in place. Education is ongoing. Community engagement is ongoing. A lot is being done. The ministers are basically not in Accra these days. They are constantly on the road, engaging one community or the other. But is it working? That's the thing. Is it working? working? And for me, quite a few things. Um, On Saturday, I spoke to the Small Scale Miners Association, you know, just trying to Mm. make sense of what is uh, happening. Hmm. You know, yeah, I asked them a bit about Aisha Huang, but my, my core question was also, what can be done in the space to sanitize and save the mining industry? You know, this is what um, Mr. Francis, Francis Opoku. Opoku, who is the PR of the Small Scale Miners Association, this is what he said. The Chinese have found a way to always. Uh, I mean, move around, let's move around the circles. I mean, in terms of knowing where to go and where not to go. Let me give you a, 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 a scenario that will explain your question. Mm. You know, when when uh, the, 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 the what do you call it? the new minister came, uh, Abu Junapo came. Yeah, yeah, uh, he came out with a, a, a ban. Actually, on operations on the uh, uh, last day, I mean, the prospecting license uh, concessions. You know, uh, we have small-scale mining license. I'm um, giving you the categories of concessions that we could have in the, in, the, in the space. We have small-scale mining license. That is normally 25 acres or, or below uh, for small-scale miners. And we, we, we also have beyond 25 acres is large-scale mining concessions. For last case, you can start with recognizance licenses. Recognizance uh, is license given to people to 
just just go and check. You don't work. You don't operate. Then you move on to prospecting. With prospecting, you do basic uh, sampling, uh, river sampling, and all these basic stuff to check if there's a deposit there. And then you move on to mining leads. So this is aspect that people don't know much. The Chinese are not supposed to work in the small scale miners. But then, if it's a mining, uh, a mining with uh, alliances with lease, they can go and work there. They can go and work as a large scale mining companies. But this is what is happening. People will take prospecting licenses and then they will go ahead to get a mining lease on the on their prospecting to become a mining lease license. And then they will bring the Chinese on board. So the Chinese will come and operate on a mining lease areas. Normally some of these areas are forest areas. Mm. That people are not supposed to do open mining, open cast mining, I mean alluvial mining, where you destroy a whole uh, forest uh, cover. You are supposed to do like Anglo Gold and this uh, Gold Face are doing underground mining. But because of influence, political influence and other things, people who are powerful, they would they will cover their license with lease so that they will allow the Chinese to come and work. So on paper, in principle, they qualify to work on mining lease. But what they do there is typically illegal mining. And that kind of illegal mining surpasses every kind of illegal mining. That is a scenario that happened in the Diazo, uh, uh, where unfortunately uh, the police commander, I would call the army man, was, was killed. Yeah. It was a similar scenario. They will go and take a concession that is supposed to be large scale, that is supposed to apply large scale operations. That goes strictly with uh, uh, environmental and then operational guidelines, strict ones. But The Chinese don't go there and practice those kind of things. And those people that, if you go there, they can go and defend them in court. Meanwhile, what they are doing there is tantamount to Galamsey. So that's why I'm telling you that the Chinese, if you beat them here, they will go to the other ground. But this thing cannot happen in Burkina Faso. But it's happening in Ghana, and we look on. But it's pretty strange you are describing this scenario, considering we are in the middle of what has been tagged a war against Galamsi. And like you mentioned, we've seen uh, the minister and his deputy ministers being very active, uh, significant levels of community engagement. We've seen a retooling of some of the security agencies uh, to try and reduce this. From where you sit, is there an impact being made or, there are, or things are the same? Nothing has really changed. Let me tell you something. When uh, Minister Abujanapo came, and then he banned all operations in the forests, and then the forest reserves, he turned some areas as uh, uh, red, red flag areas. Yeah. He included initially he included all operations in the forests, whether you have license or no license. He said we should stop, and I clapped for him. But not long after that, he came to say that with the exception of certain places. That people have lease on them, uh, we could have exceptions, and that was where I cried because you see the question is why did you come in the first place to ban all activities? 
in the forest, whether people have license or not. Because, see, like I said earlier, those who are, were working there, they were not using the, the, the they were not doing the, the kind of mining they are supposed to do with mining lease. So, uh, some, of the, some of us clapped for him when he said every activity should cease. But later on, people have find their way to manipulate to get those licenses that have been stopped to go back and work. That was the war, the beginning of our wars. So sometimes our leadership, sometimes when we advise them, they feel some of us have been in the system for so long. When you, they come and then you advise, they, they think they know everything. But they will go and they hit the wall. And then they, 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 they come back. By that time, you see, issues with mining are so critical that it's not like public sector issues like where you people go and then, then mess up with our monies and they, they, they go to public account committee and they sit down and they do, I mean, nothing happened. But with the mining, it's obvious. The water, you see them with your naked eye, polluted. And then you will not get water. So, see, issues with mining, we don't have to take them for granted. Me, let with me alone. I would suggest that politicians should be involved with mining uh, activities at all. But once you have a situation where people in politics are involved in mining, enforcement becomes extremely difficult. Knowing the kind of country we are in, where if you are big, if you have political lineage or uh, political backing, it's difficult for you to uh, be prosecuted when you go uh, out to the law. So uh, we will suggest that they should leave mining to miners. There are a lot of people who don't have work and then they, they are in the sector. Why do you always want to come into the sector to compromise uh, enforcement and then uh, mm. monitoring. Just, just a piece of education, if you can provide it. Uh, we do know that once you mine, uh, and gold buyers normally would have to know the source of the gold, minerals commission checks, all these things, uh, to keep an eye on just how much gold is being mined and how much gold is being sold. For those who are involved in these illegal aspects, like Al-Shah one was, how do they sell the gold and make money? Who are they selling it to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, see, like what you said, is called traceability. Uh, we have fair trade uh, concepts. The gold, global gold uh, organization requires that the gold we produce, we should be able to trace it to a source that is legitimate. And but in Ghana, you see, it also boils down to how our laws. We are not serious with our laws. In Ghana, this thing is not working. You can, you can once you mine, you can mine the water. You can mine wherever. You can easily sell gold because there are gold sellers all over Ghana. Some of them, I think most of them have been given license by um, a minerals commission to buy gold. So once you hold your gold and you go and sell, nobody asks you where you got the gold from. So the Chinese. So the Chinese, to yeah, they they the same. I mean, they get their gold. Some of them sell in Ghana. Some of them find a way to uh, send them away. Hello. I can I can hear you. Please go on. Oh, okay, good. So, like I stated, unlike Ivory Coast, Ivory Coast, you can't produce gold and go and sell it anywhere. The, the system there are so well structured in such a way that it's the government who buys all the gold. But Ghana is not like that. Uh, that's why there's some kind of uh, uh, smuggling. You know, last two years, 
uh, I think around 20, 2019, 2020, Ghana small scale mining sector recorded about 30, about 35 percent of the total gold production, and then we rake in about 2.5 billion US dollars or so, uh, if I'm right. Uh, but just last year, last year it dropped to hundred, I think hundred thousand. Uh, 100,000 USD. It came so down. So we were wondering, how come? Because mining activities were going on. So how come that drastic reduction? Then we should quickly remind ourselves that they could be smuggling. So a, a whole lot of things are not working right as far as uh, the sector is concerned. All right, so that was um spokesperson of the Small Scale Miners Association, Francis Opoku, and was speaking to um, Godfrey on the big issue. Godfrey, so this was over the weekend. This yeah. was over the weekend. Yes, over the weekend. <laughs> it, 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 look, this, this, this is this so, is. It, it, you see, it's informative because they are the ones involved. Yes, they know sanctioned by the law. Law, yes. yes. They know what is working, what is not, who is doing what. In fact, even with the whole Aisha Huang conversation. The president of the Small Scale Miners Association at a point had more information about who she was, her background and whatnot than most people did because they've engaged her several years, times. But just to, he has put into perspective some of the things that are happening, the difficulties that are involved in the war against Galamsey and, yeah. you know, from making it take off the way it's supposed to take off. Hmm. Quite, quite interesting. And uh, I like the perspective he brought. He knows his stuff. And you get a far, far better realistic picture, a picture that's very realistic on what's going on. And let's get to the line. Let's speak to another person who has gone around to also see what exactly is happening um, on the ground in terms of illegal mining and its effects and all. Uh, Professor Gladys Nyako Ansa is the head of department, head of the English department at the University of Somebody is, why are we speaking to? Well, recently she and some colleagues of hers uh, went on the ground, they did some research. You know, black investigation sort of on illegal mining in Galamsey, and she'll share with us some of the things they observed, and we'll, we'll see where the conversation goes from there. Uh, Professor Nyako Ansa, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning. Many, many thanks for um, for joining us. Um, you and your team recently were on the ground to look at illegal mining, Galamsey, and, and related matters. Just briefly tell us what were some of the things you noticed um, as you went out on the ground to see what was going on. Thank you for having me. Um, recently, as recent as 2018, so we started the project in 2018 and we left the field last year. What we have seen, a lot of land, arable land, gone waste. So you can stand here and see about four or five kilometers ahead of you, bare, with red sand. And you can see in some places there have been attempts to regrass or regrow something, reafforestation. And if you look at the quality of the weeds and plants that are trying to grow, you you ask yourself how many years 
will it take for these miserable plants to become forests? We have seen people's homes um, dug for gold. We have seen graves around, you know, in cemeteries, parts of the cemeteries dug. We have seen um, a lot of dirty water, muddied water in, in the field. We have seen a lot of young people in the pits walking about uh, making themselves dirty, looking for gold. We have seen um, a lot of people who mistrust each other. We have heard many school dropouts, teenage pregnancies. We have heard insecurity. We have heard um, diseases, many diseases. So we spoke to different groups of people. We spoke to traditional leaders. We spoke to ordinary um, citizens. We spoke to educators. We spoke to um, sellers and so on and so forth. So mm. these are some of the things that we have seen and heard. If, if, your earlier, the, your initial statement said you were you went to the field 2018 to 2020. So that's about three years or so, just going around observing and noting down some of the things. Which areas did you visit? Which parts of Ghana did you focus on as you went around doing your research? Oh, we went to Etiwa West. Okay. Etiwa okay. okay. So so that, so, so, so that was your base for the period. Um. We were at one point based in Kwabeng, which is the capital. And last year we were based in Esunafo, which was a non-mining community within the district. Okay, okay. And uh, uh, for, for a place like Esunafo, had, had they been experiencing some of the um, consequences of illegal mining? You mentioned that it wasn't a mining community, so I'm just curious why you were there. Well, we we really got interested in Esunafu because in 2018, 2019, when we went, and everywhere else there was wanton destruction of the environment, Esunafu was different. There were clean brooks, water, bodies, um, no galamse, no mining, legal or illegal, and... We, we got curious, we got interested. And so last year we were there. In fact, 2020 we were there just before we, and the project took off at for COVID struck. So we came back and went back again last year. Mm. But I have read in the news a few months ago that now the um, there has been a commissioning of community mining project mm. in Esunafu. We haven't been there since 2021. The last day we, was, we were there was um, July 20th or 22nd. Okay. 2021. Haven't been there. Okay. Okay. You, you said you spoke to several people, community leaders, chiefs, educationists and all. When you 
what was the common thing that was there one was there anything common that ran through all their responses and two what were some of their biggest concerns in relation to illegal mining and how it was affecting their lives in in these communities okay so one poor woman a widow and her daughter their concern was that the people are digging around their house and it's difficult now to go home. Okay. Um, so that's one clear example. Um, the farmers we spoke to, they had the most concerns how to get to the farm. Um, one person actually said he had to give up his farm at some point. Initially, when he was approached by miners to sell his cocoa farm, he declined, but his neighbors in the farm had all sold their cocoa farms, and the miners had dug around his farm, so it was impossible for him to get to his cocoa farm. Therefore, he decided to also sell it, by which time the, uh, the miners had seen that he had very little bargaining power, so they bought the farm very cheap. And he had to let it go because otherwise he wasn't going to get anything and mm. they were going to sign it anyway. Um, the concern also about health, at, um, all kinds of diseases in the communities. And then the farmers, those who insist that they must farm to eat, they, as I mentioned last week, they have to buy pure water the farm, not mm. just to bring, but also for farming activities. Okay. So there are all kinds of um, economic and social implications. Girls are dropping out of school because galamsters in the town, um, they get money and they can easily pass with the money. Okay. I have lived in a galamstay area before, okay. growing up as a teenager. But it wasn't this level of um, distraction. It was um, digging with pickaxes and, and shovels and those things. But even then, as a teenager, the school I went to, um, when it was peak Galante town uh, time, very few people would be in school and very few girls would complete basic school. Okay. And go to secondary school. Because it was money. I mean, there was there was a lot of money. I actually made a few thousands of CDs from <laughs> no, not from going into Galamse, but Okay, okay. By buying my father had a poultry farm. So I would buy eggs from my father and boil and go and sell um when the Galanteas had gone okay. and come back to town, yes. <laughs> Interesting. I made thousands of CDs before I came to the university. You, so you... It, it's attractive mm. economically. It, okay. it can give you money. Okay. But you look at the scale of distraction. Is that what we want? You, you the thousand CDs I made, okay. they are gone. But, you know, the effects are there. You mentioned that you mentioned that some of these things were happening when you were growing up. When you cast your mind back and you draw a, a time lapse between then and now, 
what what will be your conclusion? Have things gotten worse over time? And wow. and from your own research on the ground, do you get the sense that the interventions that are being put in place seem to be working, even even at a low scale or even at a at a small rate? I don't know what you make of, you know, what what you noticed. Far worse. Um, as I said, they were using pickaxe and shovel and things like that, buckets. Now they are using excavators. The um, miles of land, mm. kilometers, that an excavator can destroy in five minutes. It will take manual workers several years to, to do that, to achieve that. So, yes, there's a big difference. Mm. But maybe what I would say now is that we should change the discourse surrounding this Galamse business. And instead of making it a fight where everybody is trying to undo the other, let us think collaboration. Let us change the discourse from a fight to building a nation. Um, Last weekend when I said that we should be playing Arise Ghana Youth for Your Country, some people are laughing and thinking, how can this? solve the problem. Mm. There is no problem in this world that is solved with anything other than words. It's language. Okay. I'm a linguist. I, I know the power of language, the power of words. If we are thinking we are all involved in building our motherland, I'm not fighting you. If you are a Galancia, I am... Um, a sponsor of Galante activities. I am an ordinary citizen. I'm saying we are all involved in building this nation. We are all involved and we should all be involved in stopping Galante. It is a bad thing. It hurts us. And it hurts not only us. It's, it's going to hurt generations unborn. So let us collaborate. Politicians, traditional leaders, citizens, businessmen, collaboration. How can we collaborate to stop this problem? If we are thinking about the nation and not thinking about our individual selves, our stomachs and our pockets, we we should be able to work together. So my conclusion you know, on all these will be that let's change the discourse from a fight to building a nation. That might help. Professor, thank you so, so much. Thank you so, so much for your time. And we appreciate all the work uh, you're doing on that front. Uh, that was Professor Gladys Nyako and Sir, head of department, head of the English department at the University of Ghana. She and some colleagues of hers from some other universities just went onto the field to just see the effects of illegal mining. And a lot of the things she said are things we have spoken of. But it's very interesting, Godfrey, hearing it from not a politician's perspective, not a an environmentalist perspective, but from I think the, a, a, an English professor's perspective. Just observing and just writing a few things down and sharing some of these observations 
with us. And it's quite interesting. But for me, I think the most striking thing was the fact that now farmers are forced to now carry sachet water to, to their the farm. farm. Yes, it's it's interesting because then um, what they were doing in the research was it's called participatory research. So they went to the town and then allowed the people, those mm. who are pro galamse anti galamse to come together and then dramatize the situation, argue out their points to the whole community. And she was making me understand of um, uh, that um, it, it was a very heated atmosphere in the, some of the towns where they went because some of the residents actually chased out some of their chiefs at some point because mm. they felt they were pro galamse and they were destroying their water bodies and and things like that. It's it has. Imp- it's had implications for crime. She mentioned that a lot of people are also dropping out of school. Oh, yeah. She mentioned to me of air that some of the Chinese nationals actually now have metal detectors. So they are walking around. Once they detect there is metal underneath wherever they find themselves, it could be behind your house. Before you return from work, they've dug their place. So she called it um, small graves because... Kids could actually fall in. Oh yeah, dry. and these are not. We've deep heard stories. Yeah, we've so heard stories of. You don't have to do like boys and girls deep excavation for the gold. So by the time you return, they've destroyed your forest. They've destroyed your farm. Even your house, if they find they detect some metal in the soil, they start digging before you even get to know. So it's it's pervasive. It's 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 widespread, and it's it's that bad. It is. But from the head description also, it sounds like the, the situation is getting worse. Yes. It's really <laughs> worse. We are expecting it to at to least get, get better. better. Looking at the amount of money that and resources that have been put behind just making sure that we are able to save. Because if she's like, we can, she, she's in passes spoke about the afforestation. Yes. Exercise, but yes. says when are these? It's not looking good. When are they? When are these? Through? Yeah, because miserable looking, looking, looking trees. You know, so you see, those, those, I, those, when when are they going to grow? You know, it's, 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 it's a the, big problem. Even the trees and grass, they, they don't even look too okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, I always say that. Uh, look, if we want a good idea, mm, if we want to measure how well we are doing, Ghana Water, and I'm coming back to Ghana. Ghana Water Company is a great measuring tool. Of how well we are doing when it comes to Ghanamsi. Because if Ghana Water keeps complaining that they are struggling to process water for us to drink, then we need to really revise this mm. plan or war on illegal money that we say we are doing. Yeah, and I, I, I think, was it the, the CEO of the Minerals Commission? He's also been talking, mm. if I'm not mistaken, on, you know, because he, he's also been on the ground. Yeah. You know, trying to ginger up community members, for want of a better word, in this fight against uh, illegal mining. Mm-hmm. And you know, for me, it comes down to this, and I share the sentiment of Mr. Francis Eduse Piero. There are a lot of politically exposed persons involved in illegal mining. Illegal mining in this country pays for elections, <laughs> pays for a lot of things. That is why it won't end. So, on one hand, there is the fight happening, but then you almost always have cause to ask yourself 
is the fight being fought with. The rigor it deserves. It deserves. Mm. Or we are scratching the or surface. Or we are scratching the surface just to satiate the general public. You understand? And that is my big concern with this. Because I said six years or so, since we started the war against illegal mining, Ba Aisha Huang, who has been caught. Ooh, yeah. And you remember when Bernard asked um, they should mention one. the deputy minister to name some major people who have been involved, who have yes. been arrested. He couldn't answer that question. Yes. Who, who's, who's, which illi- major illegal miner has been caught? His, his, you know, for us to say that we have made a dent. Because that is the only way you can, because you catch that person, you block the person's money, yeah. you seize the person's assets, and then you know that, okay, this person yeah, is responsible. Is yes, this person is responsible for 10% yeah. of illegal mining that happens in Ghana. We've caught him yeah. or caught him. So that's, that's say, an arm of illegal mining, mining chopped that's off. chopped off. Okay. But we've, we've done four or five years of this. Interagency cooperation has been happening, we've been told, and we do see them because it's the military, it's the police, internal intelligence, whatever intelligence, they are doing all kinds of things. But we haven't caught one. That reminds four me. Four or five years, one. On face-to-face yesterday, Odike said that some of the, you know, Officers, security operators, yeah. they, they prefer going to Galamsey sites than peacekeeping because... It's, because also <laughs> the, truth, the truth is this. As it's come, Yeah, because it's valuable. Yes. <laughs> the temptation... Look, this is something you can walk into and on just it's one deployment. Really really somebody says, oh, yeah. Charlie, look away. I will give you 20,000 Ghana cities. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. For just looking away. For just looking away. 20,000 Ghana cities. The, 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 Professor Nyakuansen's thing that her narration, right? Her experience as a teenager. Look, listen to what she said. She said, even as somebody who just sold boiled eggs to illegal miners when they came out of the pit and were hungry and all, she made good money. So this is, this is like, you get it, like a, just on the periphery who's yeah. just benefiting not illegally, but yes. I mean, she's making money, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. She made money. So just imagine if you are neck deep in this. You've and, been asked and, to look away. Or you are too valuable. In, you are involved. Pa. It's just too valuable. And yeah. I, I guess that is where the difficulty is because it also becomes a matter of morality, doesn't it? It does. And there are just too many elements of corruption. So, will you win? No, like... For me, it, the day I actually, like, personally, because I don't go to Galamsey sites, got affected by this in my line of business. I have a footballer. Young boy. He's 16. Comes from the mining areas. Mm-hmm. So I moved him to Accra. So goes home, and it's time to return. Come back home. Come <laughs> back to camp. That's what he tells me. Come back. No. I said, Why? He's going to dig for, he says he wants to go to Galaxy. Yeah. And he told me this happily. I'm like, ah, you are going to do what? Yeah. He's like, oh, I said, so he quit to go yeah. to one of the yeah. areas to yeah. go and dig. Yeah. As to what, if he's made it, I, I haven't yeah. heard from him since. It's been but he brought the issue home. Yeah. That he, <laughs> he said he, he's giving up his football career. 16 years old, yeah. talented player, striker. Okay, Galamsey. To go do Galamsey. But Godfrey, for me, um, this whole Galamsey thing is a, is, is a major 
part of the big pie when you talk about sustainable production and mining of our resources and our mm-hmm. national wealth. Okay. If you even look in our urban areas, for example, you have companies that are mining whatever resource in whatever areas. And if you ask yourself how they are doing that in a sustainable manner so mm-hmm. that it doesn't affect the people who are living around, we always don't seem to be able to marry sustainable mining of our natural resources in a manner that will not destroy the rest of the environment because this illegal mining thing it is a lot of money it's gold and it's wealth and everyone will want to do that if they don't have other um you know profitable alternative sources of income if we regularize this and people are doing it properly we shouldn't have a problem but we don't seem to have Sideline, uh, we don't seem to have lined up things so well such that people want to do the right thing to get the gold mm-hmm. or to yeah. go, go and mine. So if you look at the picture, if you come to Accra, if you go to many of the urban centers and then the rural areas where they are resource rich, all these things are happening. And one thing that has baffled me is how, after all the gold we have, if you go to many resource-rich areas, their roads are terrible. There's nothing to... That you can't pinpoint one thing that you say, okay, we have gold, so we've been able to achieve this for ourselves. You go to Obuasi, and the roads are nothing to write home about. You go to Takwa Pristia, you go to the resource-rich areas, and you don't get it. So, like, uh, we, we've been complaining that people have stolen our resources, they yeah. are doing this and that, but what do we have to show for the resources we've been blessed with? Not a lot. No, for... Yeah. For those who this conversation that Caleb just had, right? Um if you want to see how mining communities are supposed to look like, there's a very typical like if you go to Rustenburg mm. in South Africa. In South Africa. You will see what a mining community is supposed to look like. Charlie. You know. People Local wealth yes. and the resources that they have. Yeah. That is the ideal. I think Obasi used to be like that until right. I just, yeah, I guess right now, Obasi is like, it doesn't even look like they mind there. <laughs> the, the, mind, the community gave up on itself. And it's sad. sad. So listen to the City Breakfast Show. Talking about land though, the Lands Commission is informing the general public, particularly lessees and assignees of state lands in all 16 regions to settle all outstanding ground rent. All lessees and assignees are required to are required by lease covenants to pay annual ground rent in respect of the state or vested lands, whether legally demanded or not. Failure to pay your ground rent will be a basis for re-entry. Call 0203-147-754 for more info. Pay your annual gra- annual ground rent now to avoid court action. Now, building off of Mandela 100 in South Africa and Global Citizen Live in Nigeria, Global Citizen is continuing its commitment to creating change in Africa by bringing this year's festival to Ghana. So, on September 24, an incredible lineup of artists will be on one stage at the Black Star Square. Visit Global Festival Africa and figure out how you can get your tickets. You can sign up for a global petition, sign up for the Global City Movement, get into draws, and win free tickets for that amazing concert of September 24. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. We'll take a very quick break. When we come back, we've got more for you. Do stick and stay. Don't go anywhere. 
This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Let's hear from you on the number 0549 We'll get back to uh, your comments a little later. But let's let's talk about uh, quizzes or competitions. Everybody likes a competition. Everybody, you know, likes to get tested. Some people don't like it, though. But some people like it. It's great. It's fun. And there's a new one that's coming up. It's called the Business Pitch Competition. So I've been joined by three people. Three different parts coming together to give us that competition. I've got reps. I've got a rep from Junior Achievement Ghana. Adeku Green is the executive director. I remember Junior Achievement from back in my back in secondary school. Nakra Academy. I have one. And then I have a rep from Academic City. Yeah. J through the best jumps. <laughs> the best jumps. <laughs> if you want to jump in. Prize is, wow. is J. You join J. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yes, the job is true. There's an AF something too. Yes, yeah. 
you jam everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Abekugun. Abekugun is a junior achievement. I've got Makafu Yawuku. He is a technology and entrepreneurship center manager with Academic City. I hope I got it right. And I've got Nane um, Kumasari. She's with Prime Time. Prime Time. So when you have Prime Time, you know, yeah. So clearly they are the ones who bring this to life. But um, yeah, let's let's get into our conversation. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome good to the City morning. Breakfast Show. How are we doing? Very well, thank you. Great, great. Uh, I think let me start off with you. Go first, Junior Achievement, Charlie Jams. <laughs> but yeah, um, what? Growing up, yeah, we heard a lot about it. We joined it, even in our adult church is still here. But what exactly does JA Ghana or Junior Achievement Ghana do? What exactly do you guys do? All right, thank you very much, Nathan, and good morning to your listeners. Um, JA is a non-profit organization and basically we are focused on helping young people to connect the gaps between what they are learning in school and what they need to be successful um, in the industry. And so, I mean, Godfrey talking about the jams, I'm sure it's just the side, <laughs> yes, side attraction to all the learning, but essentially we are helping them to find a practical way to apply what they are learning in school in through entrepreneurship, through um, work readiness programs and through financial literacy programs. Great. Now, let's talk about the National Business Pitch Competition. What exactly is that? Um, what, tell, tell us a bit more about it because I'm hearing it for the first time. Yes, yes. So um, it was previously called the Company of the Year Competition. I see. And it's it's been around for a long time, a long wow. time. And so we have a program that we run at Jay in all the countries where Jay is present. So Jay is in over 110 countries across the world in 15 countries in uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. The program we call Company Program. And mm-hmm. this is an entrepreneurship program with high school students. So they are, we challenge them to start a business and run it in a school. I mean, it's a, on a smaller scale in school. At the end of the program, that's when this competition comes in. So we bring all the schools together, and then they get to pitch their business ideas and the product they've created to a panel of judges. And then the judges evaluate and um, select which of them is the best. There's also an, um, there are two more layers. So there's a, a continental competition. Whoever wins this competition will represent Ghana, in the J Africa competition, mm. and that will be happening in Lagos, Nigeria, from the seventh to the ninth of December this year. Mm. And then, if a student gets to win the Africa competition, they'll represent us on a global scale early next year. Compete with winners from all the different continents in the world. Okay, okay. So, so what's what's in it for somebody who's what's at the end? What's the reward? The grand prize? The, the grand <laughs> is not really big, but I mean, we are hoping that in the coming year we'll grow it to be really big. They just get a um. A gift of ten thousand Ghana cities, mm-hmm. but we are we are hoping that the exposure and the experience that it will give them will be more meaningful than the ten thousand Ghana cities okay. and all the other gifts that okay. our sponsors has to offer. You mentioned that, so so the project really has to do with setting up a, a business, business in the school. Yes. So how, for how long would they have to run that business for it to be assessed? So they go through a nine months program. Ooh. So it starts with training on the concept that we want them to learn. And then after that, they have to apply that. So from this year, we, we, we previously, they were open to start businesses in any field. But this year, we gave them four focus areas mm-hmm. in agriculture, water sanitation and hygiene, um, climate change, renewable energy, and then health innovation. Wow. But we are seeing that a lot of them are focused on agriculture, which is really exciting for me. Because if you look at the mean age of our farmers, they are, it's really old. Okay. Uh, life expectancy in Ghana is quite low. Quite low. I mean, sixty-three or sixty-four. Yeah. And so, if we have young people more interested in agric now, it's really exciting for us. Great. Let me let, let me speak to um, Makafu Yawuku. He is with Academic City. You are partnering 
Jay Ghana. Why? Why did you decide to to do so? Right. Uh, good morning to you and your listeners. Um, so, Academic City is uh, uh, we are an educational institution, uh, but um, our focus is uh, training uh, future-ready young people. Okay. But the future is not tomorrow. The future is now. So whatever problems are there on the continent and whatever global problems are there that we want to solve, mm-hmm. it is important for us to align and tailor um, programs mm-hmm. to help young people get to a place where immediately after they receive the training, they can start making an impact. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're going to finish school and now going to be looking for how to figure out themselves. So at Academic City, that's what we believe in. And our programs, we have engineering programs. We are the first university in Africa to start a, a degree in artificial intelligence and robotics. Oh, wow. And uh, for, the, for the robotics, before, for most organizations that are doing um, robotics training, they have to ship in um, everything for the training. But Academic City, we have 3D printers installed, and we have partnerships with organizations in the U.S. that is allowing us to print the components for these trainings here in Ghana at our facility. And then wow. use that to support robotic training, which means that these trainings can be cheaper and a lot of young people and girls especially can assess these trainings. Recently, mm. we've also introduced a biomedical engineering course and then also industrial and systems engineering program. Okay. But also, uh, we are very loud on collaborations and partnerships. We have a technology and entrepreneurship center in the university. Mm-hmm. Uh, that center's job is to support students' innovation and business idea development. So we do trainings on business model canvases. We support support students on how to apply for grants. Uh, we support students on how to develop their um, their pitch decks and then also how to connect with investors. So we are we allowed on this type of uh, collaborations because we believe that the type of problems we have, especially in Ghana, young people need to be ready now. Mm. It's not like they can use the skills in the future. The problems are here. They are now. We need to tackle it now. So from the senior high school, if we start, you know, realigning and telling the, the training for them to be able to understand these rubrics, it allows them to, you know, by the time they get to the university, by the time they are out of the university, they are already onto something. They are already onto creating a solution. And, you know, it takes some, some time, some years for you to actually figure out innovations, mm-hmm. ideas for it mm-hmm. to actually come to life, sometimes five to seven years. So if they start early, we can get to a place where the impact can be, you know, felt earlier. So uh, we are always loud on these um, 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 partnerships. And uh, if you go to our website, www.act.edu.gh, you can find out more about uh, Academic mm-hmm. City University College. Wonderful. Wonderful. Naneka, let me bring you in. Uh, Naneka is Managing Director of Prime Time. So they will let us see all these things. Um, f- so first question, why are you partnering J Ghana to do this? I'm sure you could have been doing something else, but why are you partnering them to, to do this business pitch competition? Well... The, the, you know, prime time is, is, even though we are an advertising and public relations company mm-hmm. primarily, we have a very strong interest in education, which is why mm-hmm. we do the National Science and Maths quiz and then we have the STEM festival that has the mentorship sessions and the SciTech, um, fair and okay. the SciTech innovation challenge. So when we were approached by junior achievements, we were, we fell in love with their proposal right away because there are so many Science is all around us, and yeah. there are so many areas in which science and business intersect. Yeah. And you realize that with the with our STEM uh, festival, the Innovation Challenge, okay. 
the students are asked to put together a project that solves a problem in Ghana. Some of these projects are things that can be commercialized. So we are also sure that some of the businesses that the the uh, business pitch competition will bring up will also be things that scientists can do. There's there's always a link, mm-hmm. you know, between the, the engineering or science and industry. And that's why we are interested in supporting them. Okay. We think that um, it's a very good program. It meets our, our, our objectives in many ways, and so we want to give okay. them the support, technical support mm. that we can okay. to help bring it up and mm. build it up. For, for, for the audience, those who will be following, watching, and all, what should they expect from, from prime time um, in the coming months as you partner? The Junior Achievement Ghana to, to do the National Business Pitch Competition? Well, uh, with uh, baby steps, because this is the first <laughs> year. <laughs> this is the first year that mm. we are doing it with them. So um, just expect that as time goes by, things will improve. We are now getting into how to and to uh, support them and see um, how things will work okay. with it. But uh, expect that we will improve on things. Innovation is our middle name. <laughs> <laughs> I will go now. There's somebody who's listening, a school head, headmaster, headmistress, and they are interested. How can they get in touch? How can they sign up their, their school for this competition? Okay, okay. Before before even then, I, let me talk about the schools that are in this competition. Ah, so okay. um, there are 15 schools in this competition. 15? 15, okay. 15 all across the country. See. I cannot mention all of them off the top of my head, but there is... My alma mater, Accra Academy. Thank you. There is Prisek. God bless there you. There is um, Girls, <laughs> St. Augustine's, Kitasco, Nobisco. That's Northern School of Business yes. in the North. Jirapa, St. Francis Girls. Um, Sewakese from Diyayamkwanta. There is Takwa Senior High School. Um, a few schools from... Um, Koforidia. Oh, that's, that's, that's it's, a, it's all over the that's country. That's a widespread. Yes. That's so, a very interesting spread. Uh, we, we run the programs essentially with high schools, and so um, we welcome any high school that is interested in exposing their okay. students to entrepreneurship. Beyond what you are teaching them in the classroom, okay. we they need to be interested in how they apply their knowledge and their skills okay. beyond the classroom because they're not going to be in the classroom forever. Mm-hmm. They'll eventually come out of the classroom into the world, um, the workforce, and then they would have to integrate properly and solve problems. And so we are open to... we. As far as we are concerned, we want to sign up every school okay. in the country. What is mentioned SHS? Is it open to private, public? Yes. Any SHS at all? It's open to any SHS. And okay. we, we, we are not trying to do an exclusive competition for public schools because when they come out of school into the wor- world of work, there's no special world of work for people from pri- private schools mm-hmm. and public schools. They are going to compete for jobs, for spaces um, eventually. So it's better they expose to them early enough. They get to see what they are up against, and then they mm. can build themselves up. Okay. But any school that wants to sign up can reach out to us. Our details are on our website, jghana.org, mm-hmm. or they can find our programs on Instagram or on Facebook. There are contact numbers that they can always reach out to us, okay. and we'll be happy to have a conversation with them and sign them up. I see, I see. Let me, t- let me take final words from Makafu and then uh, Naneki, and then I'll take your final words. So, Makafu, final words, Academic City... Your technology and entrepreneurship center dealing with this. I mean, final words to those who are listening and and, yeah. and, and, and all of that. Right. So, so for us at Academic City, as I've already said before, um, partnerships like this allow us to um, 
we have a state-of-the-art uh, engineering workshop at our institution. Uh, we have an entrepreneurship program that allows us to teach some of these basic business um, skills as how it is applied out there mm-hmm. in the classroom okay. and then give students the opportunity to practice it and then see how they can use it to um, tackle some of the problems that are there. Uh, we have incubation and acceleration uh, support programs and uh, through challenges like this and partnerships like this, uh, some of the students could even get opportunity to even win scholarships if they look like they are serious enough to, to, to go all the way um, with us. So um, for us, um, we, are, uh, we are always there and we are always ready to to partner to support and empower future ready uh, young people. And as I said, the future is now, the future is not tomorrow. So, <laughs> critically, this is the time to okay, do this. This is the time. Naniki, your final words? I would say that I'd like to encourage more schools to participate. Um, if you're not sure how it will go, just watch how this year goes and then in the future just prepare your students to come and and participate so now that we are all talking about entrepreneurship and that um, the public sector cannot absorb everybody mm-hmm. then it means that the private sector has to be strengthened so i would like to ask uh, corporate bodies to support okay the business pitch uh, competition competition Great. Yes, thank you. Um, final yes, words. Yes. So, unfortunately, I have a number of final words. After <laughs> so, I, we didn't talk about the date for the event. Yes, yes, yes. It's date. on the 16th. It's this Friday. Okay. We are hosting the Academic City um, with McAfee and their team. Um, but we are sponsored by Goldfields Foundation. Okay. Um, PMIEF is Project Management Institute Educational Foundation. Okay. So, the uh, Project Management guys. And then Tomorrow Foundation is based in Switzerland. So they are sponsoring us. And then these are our partners. Okay. Um, my final word is really, there's a public choice award. So there are promo videos from the schools that are available for the public to vote. And they will give ah, an award to them. Okay. So um, anybody who is interested in this, who wants to have a favorite school in this, go to, look for J.A. Gunn on, on YouTube. You'll find a playlist of the public choice award. Just like the video. We are just counting the likes. So far, I think Ebri Girls is in a very comfortable lead, followed by Ketasco, and then there's Presec, there's Akraka, and the rest. So if you are hearing the name of your school here, and you think you can help your school to do well... Please, the Akraka and the <laughs> go and like the video. So, but Ebri Girls is in a very comfortable lead. And the deadline for the public vote is on is at 2 p.m. on Friday. Okay. So at 2 p.m., we'll count the, the likes the on likes. each video, and they would know... Okay was one that you mentioned 16 tomorrow being the, so so what happens tomorrow is it the prize ceremony is it the award winning uh, like uh, handing over the uh, what, what's happening tomorrow today is 13th right yes 16th so 16th is, today is 14th today is 14th yes, okay. 16th is friday friday yes mm-hmm. so they're actually coming on site from thursday uh-huh. and there are seminars and workshops for them on thursday mm-hmm. On Friday, they are going to start pitching from the morning at 8.30. Ah, and then the, the awards will be later in the day at from 4 p.m. to 6.30. Mm. So anybody who is interested in seeing their pitches should be there okay. by okay. 8.30 okay. in the morning. They can see that up to 12.30. And then the awards will be from 4 p.m. to 6, okay. 6.30. And it's happening at Academic, at Academic City. City as great, 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 great. Guys, thank you so, so much uh, for joining us. I had um, Abeku Green, Executive Director of Junior Achievements Ghana. I had... Makafu Yawuku, who's with, uh, who's the Technology and Entrepreneurship Center Manager at Academic City. And I had Naneku Yankuma Sari, Managing Director of Prime Time 
Limited. Thank you so, so much and wish you the very best. Yes. yes so last thing, I, we, we have some free um, tickets for the Global Citizens Concert and we are giving out to Jagan alumni. So any alumni who would come to the event would have a, a special ticket. thing for you yeah. and you could win a ticket to the concert to see Asha and Please sign up, get a ticket this Saturday night, go and jam small. That's the jamming part. On September 24. Thank you so, so much and uh, wish you the very best. I'm sure we'll keep an eye on the competition and see how it evolves over time. Great, great stuff, great stuff. Thank you so much Thank for passing you, through. Thank right. you. He be my protector. He be my protector. So listening to the City Breakfast Show. Uh, we'll take a snappy break. When we come back, a lot more of your comments and then we'll wrap it up. Please stick and stay. Don't go anywhere. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show Now they say fashion is a way To say who you are without having to speak And GTP is ready To inspire you to express yourself through fashion Are you a corporate person, an artist A party lover, globetrotter Or someone who just adores experiences GTP will get you styled for every occasion At GTP we believe you are unique And you deserve to show off your authentic style and fashionable taste. That's why we make sure to keep your life styled always. GTP Life Styled. Now, respecter of all, respected by all, the Real Deal fans have chosen their drive, the Kia Sorento. Designed to always be in control and in command. To drive you straight to Qatar to watch our Black Stars live. 
Yeah. With the purchase of any key, I get the chance to win one of 10 full packet trips to the FIFA World Cup 2022. La Copa del Mundo. La Coupe du Monde. 2022. Whatever kind of fan you are, there is a Kia for you. Visit any Rana Motor Showroom in Accra, Tema Spintex Road, Kumasi, and Takrade, or call 0249 for more info. Now, this promo is supported by Adidas, Coca-Cola, Qatar Airways, Caveman, and is running on the NLA Caritas Lottery Platform. TCC supply Kia movement that inspires. Bad girl, you be all I need. I'ma hold it down and be all I can be. Yeah. Haven't been around a nigga just like me. You the one I wanna see. Baby girl, you a movie star. Right, my darling, you are starring. Fine brown skin like Lupita. Yeah, put it up, yeah. yeah. I'ma put you in a C class with the MC. I'ma put you in a E class with the MV. I'ma put you in a Maybach with the Henry. I'ma put you in a Fendi. Can promise with the song Yasantua. Yeah, Santua. Yeah, nice jam, nice jam. A few more messages before we head out. And let's not forget that the City Breakfast Show is also live on our affiliates on Premier FM in Takrade and Cool FM in Ho. So if you are in Ho and Takrade, let's say you've left Takrade, you've gone there, and you're wondering how you can listen to the City Breakfast Show, Premier FM in Takrade, that's the signal, and Cool FM in Ho. It's also broadcasting the City Breakfast Show in that part of town. And I said, I, I enjoyed my time and I was in Ho for what two days? No, three days. It was cool, it was fun, it was fun. Take one thing off my bucket list climbed up the Afaja. It was torrid, it was hectic, but we did it. A few messages. This one says, This Aisha Juan Mata, Charlie, Ghana people, we have been scammed again. Big time. Let's leave this matter and prepare for the next one that will appear by next week. That's from uh, Fresh Prince, who's in Oxygen City. Ho, hey, Oxygen City, pa. Interesting. This one says those in high positions in Ghana must know that trust once lost is not easily gained or regained. Those in high positions must always speak the truth to enable the people trust whatever they say. That's Kweku from Accra. Yeah. Kweku from Accra. Your namesake. He's saying that the authority should be honest. Yeah. Honesty is key. So I'll say it will save you. F- <laughs> set you free too. <laughs> Alright, this one says, there are so many unanswered questions with this repatriation backtracking. Yeah. It looks more like damage control. When did they realize it was repatriation and not deportation? Who was responsible for the process? Was she escorted back to China? Or who was to ensure she got back to China? Hmm. Were the Chinese diplomats notified to meet and collect hair in China? Okay. Nice questions. Nice question. More questions. 
were her details, especially biometrics, um, shared with all our security institutions and national power state house, including the NIA? What blew my mind was when the president said he doesn't know or is not sure she was deported. How can he say? How can he say that and expect us to repose confidence in him? Fifi Tamaklin Hachu is asking questions there. Good morning, Ethan and team. In fact, Aisha Wan should thank her Chinese God. She should go and ask Shell executives in Ogoni land in neighboring Nigeria. Says their top execs were kidnapped on a weekly basis. That could have happened to Aisha Huang, but the reverse is the case. Government is paying lip service. Citizens are teaming up with foreign individuals to pollute our water bodies. If the Ghana government cannot handle one individual, just imagine if we were an international company from Nyabingi, China House in Latebi or Koshi. Nyabingi. <laughs> this one says, what was the exact question to which the president answered that he wasn't sure if Aisha fled or was deported? Okay. Mm. I think the question was on what you know, the fight against Ghana in general. And as he was responding, yes, he introduced that, that he introduced element. That element. Uh, this one says, don't blow the fact that a deportee has been able to re-enter Ghana out of proportion. Well, we will blow it out of proportion, especially if it is a high-profile deportee. So, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my response. We, we will blow it out of proportion. Yes. This if one you says, don't want to blow it out of proportion, that's fine. But we will. We will blow uh-huh. it out of proportion. This one says, there's a border where you enter a house in Ghana through the living room and come out of the kitchen in Togo. Please, we know... There are more unapproved routes on our borders than approved ones. Not to talk about corrupt officials and citizens who aid all manner of people to cross our borders illegally. But still, you cannot enter Ghana and not be detected. So Especially a person with so, the weight so, yeah, and gravitas. So we shouldn't blame anybody. We shouldn't blame anybody. Basically, we shouldn't blame, we shouldn't blame, blame anybody. Okay. Oh. That's right. Hello, Godfrey. Stop being diplomatic. Okay, this one says, illegal immigrants always find ways of entering countries. Check. Yeah, even in the UK, illegal immigrants from Asia being dropped on the streets from trucks arriving from mainland Europe. Frank, from that one, let me just put it politely. You've been watching too much TV. Too much You enter in trucks? <laughs> yeah, try and they will, no, they will not detect it. I said Frank should try. Hey. If it's that easy, you should try it. And maybe he was watching Transporter. <laughs> GOT from ACP says, Stop being diplomatic. Your words. This isn't, this isn't a long line of inco- inconsistencies. Says a long line of lies. Okay. Uh, this one says, The discussion on Galamse is very hard to understand. Looking at the drones purchase and the numerous task forces, what is the ultimate goal? We seem to spend much time on the illegal miners as if the licensed miners do not affect the water and the environment. Until we really define what we are fighting, this topic will never leave us. Okay, brother Anna. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very big conversation he has raised. What are we fighting? I think it's it's a genuine mm-hmm. question, brother. Brother Nigeria, thank you very much for your message. You've asked a very yeah. big question. Thanks Maybe it's a question point. we must ask ourselves again. What is the ultimate goal? Mm. What are we fighting? Mm-hmm. Uh, he got to us from Pokrom in Sabah on the in Sabah on the uh, Ebri in Sam Road. All right, that's our show. Uh, Godfrey, thank you very much for joining us. Earlier, I also had Caleb Kuda, a show produced by Fred Jabano Zoyabu Eduardo and Caleb Kuda. Godfrey, Dodun gave us help on technical. 
And um, my name is Nathan Kwa, starting for Bernard Avle. We do it again tomorrow morning. Uh, on se voit demain, non? On se voit jeudi. Uh, see you on Thursday.